piece of shit. Uh, it's not a piece of shit. It's just not the greatest thing in the world. Well, it's, it's not the worst movie in the DCEU, but that's a pretty... I was going to say a low bar, but that's not a low bar. It's a really high bar. I would put this on the same level as, say, like, Thor The Dark World. See, I wouldn't even put it that high. Like... Why? I don't... I, like... As <laughs> as someone who's very interested in film, mm-hmm. and... Um, who, you know, studied it, wanted to do it professionally mm. with my life... Mm. I understand some of the, like, choices that were made. Like, the the story is told from the point of view of an unhinged mind. Mm-hmm. So it's very disjointed yeah. and stuff, and that plays into, like... Yeah. Whenever she gets backhanded by Roman, she goes into, like, a song and dance number at one point for, like, right. a, a minute or two, and then she gets smacked again and gets smacked right back out of it. Right, well, but not even that, like, the the... Just the way it tells the story, like the, the oh wait, I forgot, I should tell you this part first, mm. and then it jumps back, and it just keeps jumping around. It's just very disjointed, like it plays like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction does that exact same thing. See, but I don't think it works as well in this. Like okay. it, it feels more disjointed than Pulp Fiction does. Okay, like. But like you said, it is a character. We are the frame, the person right. narrating I, the story. I understand is a, why that choice was made. Yeah, but it still kind of took me out of it a little bit. Mm. Like, like each each separate mini scene that you got, like had to get me reinvested at the beginning. I mm. didn't, I didn't stay invested through the entire thing. Okay, and then I know that you fucking harp on me about picking little things that just. If, if you're going to gripe about the Bruce Wayne thing, I swear to God, I'm not even listening to it, right? Because it is insane. It's a dopey little thing that she names her no, animal it's Bruce. Not, it's not the same. She has hyenas in the comics. Yes. And what are their names? Bud and Lou. Yes. Bud and Lou. That would be like making Iron Man and calling him Timothy Stark. <laughs> No, that's not the same thing. Yeah, it is exactly the same no, thing. No, it's not. You rename, because you're, no, you're talking about no. the main character where you're talking... Oh, Harley Quinn's hyenas are side-fucking fine. ideas. Then calling her Penny Potts. Perfectly fine. No, it's not fine. <laughs> yes, she is. is fucking Pepper Potts. <laughs> Why? Because uh, it was in the comics? Who cares? It's a name. <laughs> I care. Unless it's the main characters, I don't give a shit. Penny Potts, Pepper Potts... Has the same, as long as the character's the same, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, Jessica. <laughs> calling her Jessica Potts. Okay. <laughs> See, that, that fucks me right <laughs> off. Whenever it comes, and, and, and I, know, I know the reason why they uh, went with just Bruce Wayne, because uh, this was done by, um, uh, what's her name, uh, Margot Robbie's uh, production. production company. And I think they can only spend like $75 million with this movie. So they only had enough money to make one hyena. So what are you going to do? Call him Bud? Yeah. Why not call him Lou? Why not do something else? You it, obviously Bud and Lou would have been the more preferable thing, but the idea of her calling him Bruce, perfectly fine. But I don't give see, a shit. The reason that I think the reason that it fucks me off so much is because it's the it's fucking Batman, and it's only in there so they can go, eh, see, it's Batman. So like the audience gets that, like, eh, see, I made the connection. I know that's Batman. And but just, she even says, "I like that hunky Bruce guy on TV." 
But yes. yeah, so they but are the rest, saying yes. But we the rest are, of the audience goes, "Oh, it's a it's a little wink." To, I don't think anybody else obsesses about it like you do. Maybe not because all, all I heard was Bruce, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess they went with that name." Because there's only one hyena, so they went with Bruce. And then I moved the fuck on, Ryan, because it didn't matter. It just fucks me <laughs> off. I don't understand. Like, if you've got an established character, mm. just call it by its fucking name. Yes, if it's the main character. Sure, no, call it by its, its name. If it's, if it's a dopey fucking character. dog-like character, I don't give a shit. If, if the Marvel Cinematic Universe can keep continuity with the names of all of but their characters... But the rationale characters, is that they couldn't keep Bud or Lou because it, was, it, it works better as a duo. So they couldn't do the duo, so they just did a singular high They could call it one or the other. But then it, it wouldn't would make any sense. A, it wouldn't make any sense, and B... Who, besides us, know who Bud and Lou is? Anybody that knows, she names it after Bud and Lou Costello. Or Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Abbott and Costello. Outside of us, who else would fucking know who Bud and Lou is? She would have to go into like a 10-minute diatribe of who Abbott and Costello is. No, we're gonna. She would, we're gonna. She would have. She would have had to go into the same amount of diatribe that she had to for uh, for fucking Bruce Wayne. Because I like that hunky Bruce guy on TV. Because I really like Abbott and Costello. That's it. And you think anybody's gonna know who Abbott and Costello is? Yes. Nowadays. Yes. No. There are still people who are not just us know who <laughs> Abbott and Costello. I are. almost bet there's a small percentage of people us in that percentage that know who Abbott. And Costello are. Plus, then you would also like all of the hardcore fans. Mm. Not saying I'm not trying to imply that they are as important to the. Well, arguably he's not very important to the part, but that would be like calling Admiral Akbar mm. something completely fucking different. Oh, in what sense? In like when he was first introduced? No, 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 no. If he's an established character and then mm-hmm. you write a book mm-hmm. that's about him mm-hmm. and you change his fucking name or you write a movie about him and you change his fucking name. Like it's an established character. But he doesn't have much character. What what established character well, other I mean, than it's, it's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but it's it's an iconic thing that people know if you say it's a trap. Uh-huh. It's even like I mean it's it's mostly People who are familiar with the Star Wars mm-hmm. franchise. People know the line. They don't know but who most, says it. Most, most of the indications that I've used it, mm. people are like, okay, Akbar. Like, mm. people associate it. Um, In what sense? Like, people our age? Yeah, like, some of the random people, mm. like, at the plant and yeah, just people right other, around our other, age. Other That's nerdy what I'm people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm trying to think of another one, like that everybody kn- renaming Inigo Montoya. You okay, f- you forward or against it? His name isn't what is interesting. He could be I don't know Renee Montoya, and <laughs> my name is Renee Hello. Montoya. My name is Billy Montoya. <laughs> right. You killed my father. No, the name isn't what is important. It's what he's doing that's important. Well, yes, arguably the thing that he is doing, but it doesn't have the same. Only because you're used to it. Nostalgia kicks in before you actually can actually see that it's just a dopey fucking name. Maybe, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. Like it ju- Once again, I know it's a small detail, and I knew you were going to give me shit for it. <laughs> but watching it again, I like 
audibly rolled my eyes. <laughs> do you know how hard that is to do? <laughs> to make noise with an eye roll and not just an exasperated <laughs> sigh? Like, you could hear my eyes roll. If they had two of them and named one Bruce and one Wayne, then I would have an issue with it. But because they only had one hyena and she named it Bruce, I don't give a shit. See, do you see the difference? One being Bruce, and then two of them being right. Bruce but, and Wayne. And I know that, that would be I know that this, is, that this is a, a weak argument at best. But she had the fucking beaver in a tutu. Yes. It, the, that could have been Lou while the hyena was Bud, and I would have liked it better than Bruce. That was that's, Bernie. That's all I'm saying. That was Bernie. Bernie the beaver. It's also in the comics yes. as well. Uh, she doesn't. I don't think she names it in the. No, she doesn't in the movie. But yeah, in the comics, because she asks her, and she's like, "That's just a beaver." Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. What the fuck's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Um, that being said, I I enjoy most of the performances. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Huntress in this movie. That's that's the one that I take issue with too. Like, like Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is doing an amazing job, but the character's just I don't know. Just I, th- I a think bit that off. It's, yeah, I think it's clunkily written. Yeah. It's I get that she's supposed to have at this point in the overarching story, she's supposed to have rough edges because she yeah. was raised by And then they play on this idea of her having rage issues and, they, and shit like that. So And she doesn't know how to control herself weird. or like interact. Mm. Very well. Plus, her outfit looks fucking weird as shit. Yeah, like, I don't know what they were thinking with that outfit. It just looks odd as fuck. I don't. It's the, It's got this like almost like uh, uh, cyberpunk twenty seventy seven vibe to it with like the big uh, a hood on it with like the shininess to it and everything. Yeah. Um, if you look at like the main co- uh, character from uh, the cover art for cyberpunk twenty seven seven. 2077, he has, like, this high-collar thing. It almost looks similar to that whenever she puts yeah. the hood down and shit. I'm just like, it just looks clunky and weird, and I don't know. It just... Mary Elizabeth Weinstead does an amazing job as Huntress. Yeah, I've, I think and I've that, always loved Huntress as a character. Like this and whole, that's, that's probably part of it, is just, like, we didn't get the character that we expected we right. were going to get out of it, and so we didn't like it as much. But, mm. like... Yeah, like hers, it wasn't her portrayal of the character. I thought that she herself did a good job mm-hmm. because I know her from other shit and yeah. I know that she's a good actress. Yeah. But like the just the way that it was written and the way that, not necessarily that she acted it, but just be, she acted it almost too well. Like mm, maybe overacting, hamming it up a bit. Because no, there are moments no, not, in it. Not really hamming it up like, the the way that the character was presented, it was a less likable character, mm. and she did too good of a job making it a less likable. Well, character. there was only one moment that I really enjoyed the characters. Whenever she was looking at Cassandra Kane, and they were it was near the end of the movie, and they were all beating the piss out of all these bad guys, and she's like, she y- gives "You're them, a child. You shouldn't be seeing any of this." She gave her the car, yeah, and, and told closed, her to close your eyes. Yeah, I that, that that moment yeah. I really fucking yeah, enjoyed that. That and like the. The sisterhood bonding at the end whenever they go get tacos. Mm. I thought part like her part of that was enjoyable. Mm. Um, but like for most of the movie, I was just like, I don't give a fuck about this character. Like, mm. I, I get I'm intrigued it, to see where they can go with it further because I, I don't think they've made any plans for a second Birds of Prey movie. But I like the idea of maybe building on her character that we already have. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, if you haven't caught caught on, I am Greg Vance. 
And I'm Ryan Downing. And this is Nardinian, and we uh, talk about a particular movie, or franchise in this case, where we just run through the movie and talk about things we like throughout the movie. And the movie we're talking about this week is Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, it was released last year. I think it was released mid-pandemic? No. It was 2019. Was it 2019? Or no, it was February last year. It was oh, was it February? Before the pandemic. I know. I could have sworn it was like either like right at the beginning of the pandemic or right before. But I don't remember no, it, it was, coming out it in the middle right, of everything. It was right before. It was February. That mm. it came and, it, and it made a decent amount of money being that it was right before everything went to shit. Right. It didn't do anywhere near as well as they expected it to right. do. Though. So they I expected I think it that's to do why. a whole lot better. But it had some things going against it. One being the pandemic. Right, right. I think it had two, like four weeks. Out. Two being the fact that it was, you know, a February release date, which is kind of a graveyard. Like you don't put your. Well, it depends. Your like, best. Like there. Marvel put. Um, and I, I know why they fucking did this. And it's just a lame idea for why they did it. But Marvel put Black Panther in February. I know why they did that. Right. Because fl- February Black is History Black History Month. Month. It's just lame to fucking do it. Just. Put out the movie as the best possible choice. Once, once again, that's like a, ah, you see what I did there? Right, saying right. it without saying it. Right. And that shit drives me nuts. <laughs> that point, I understand. But uh, calling a dopey hyena Bruce instead of Bud or Lou. And then they fucking, like, kill it right away. Once again, I understand. It's because of, kill it okay. right away. Of course, nobody can fucking see what I did there to clarify quote, what I quote. meant. Yeah, air quote, kill it. Like, I understand that it's a giant CG yeah. thing, and they can't... That's why they, They can't quote unquote, spend all their it. money, yeah, yeah. and so they have to divide up mm. where they're going to show yeah. it. But, like, we introduced this character. It's not even a character. It's a goddamn pet. It's literally a pet that eats dog food and maybe a human leg from time to time. <laughs> That's it. There's no character to it. It's a dumb animal. That's it. The entirety of the Lion King would disagree <laughs> with you. <laughs> That's about the animals. That is about the animals. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie is not about hyenas. Uh, um, Sam and I Am Legend. Boom. Sam and... Oh, the dog. Drop the mic, walk away. But that's not really a... <laughs> that's it's a character. Been any, yeah, it's not a character. It's just a point of his only form of connection with anything living outside of the vampire zombie things that are in the world that could be anything that could have been a fucking gerbil and he would have had a connection to it it doesn't matter that it's a dog you're right it doesn't matter that it's a dog it's but just it's a living thing it's still a character it's not it's just a living thing in the same vicinity I, it could have been a fucking snake for all we fucking gave no. a shit about <laughs> You're, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, we got more of a connection with the dog because everybody loves dogs. Yeah, you're, you're just obsessively wrong there. But, like, that's, that's not the only... I mean, it's the only alive companion that he has, but he has conversation with all the fucking mannequins. All yeah, over that's the him place. going insane. That's not, well, that's not yes, a good thing. Yes, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is he has as many conversations with inanimate objects as mm-hmm. he does with animate ones. So... I don't think Sam dying is the worst. I think his... It's, re- it's the absolute worst part of that movie. <laughs> right. For and you. I will fucking fight you on <laughs> For that. For you. <laughs> uh, but what's uh, worst part is that his failed attempt to bring back his friend did not work. That's what sucks. Not that the dog died. is that he tried something. It didn't work. And now he has to kill his best friend. That's what's sad. 
not the dog dying that he had to kill his best friend. You know who else would disagree with you? John fucking Wick. Once again, drop the mic. I'm out. Like you keep. Done. I don't think you understand what dropping the mic means. No, no, I'm dropping the mic, walking away from that point. Like the dog dying, hella important to John Wick. I didn't say the dog dying wasn't important. No. You're saying that it's not the saddest part of the Right. The, the saddest part of that is that he can't bring back his friend. That's what's sad. At the point of the dog already potentially coming back, we've already accepted that the dog... If you haven't seen I Am Legend, by the way, we're spoiling some fucking heavy shit right some, now. Some big, some big <laughs> parts of it. Um, uh, last week, I, I completely took out sections of for WandaVision. <laughs> I even put in like a little disclaimer on my voice. Like, if you haven't watched WandaVision, you should probably go check it out because, yeah, we're talking about it and we're going to skip ahead. Um, but th- I'm not doing that with this week. But I Am Legend is a movie been, that's been out for nearly 10 years. What is... Uh, by the time the dog has failed at being honestly, reanimated... Though, honestly, though, that's not the saddest part of the movie. What? <laughs> the saddest part of the movie is that everything that he did was for nothing. Like, his sacrifice at yes. the end was for nothing. Yes. Like, the the fact that he gave uh, a cure to the people to take, and they, they took it there, and they don't have a lab to synthesize mm-hmm. it or to, to make it widespread and to be able to... But they already have a civilization there where they go, and well, they're right, thriving. Right, right. And but, but what he was developing that for was to bring all of the humans that turned into those things okay. back. And the only lab that would have been able to is his to to process it and synthesize it and make it and distribute it was his. Like all of the others were destroyed already. So he, yeah, because I if I remember correctly, I haven't seen it in a few years. Basically, all for naught. If I, if I remember correctly, they get the the woman and child get out narrowly to like a duct or something. He stays behind, looking at like the main leader of the vampire zombie things, as he's about to blow up his entire lab house, whatever is going on. Yeah, and they get out. They have the cure that he's uh, been able to synthesize. The house blows up. Everything he sacrifices himself and all that, and then they end up going to where they end up finding this like colony of people living and thriving and all that. Right. And yeah, like you said, uh, if I remember correctly, I believe you're right on this, that they just don't have the tools to synthesize this cure that he's developed. Right, and so it, everything everything that he did was for nothing because mm-hmm. he blew up his lab. Right. That's the saddest part of it. Right. Although, <laughs> way the fuck up there is the fact that... <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't even fucking say it. <laughs> what he has to do is fucking... Terrible to watch. Yes, it is terrible to watch, but the saddest part is that his chance of bringing his friend back fails. Yes, I will, I will agree that, <laughs> that him doing what he has to do mm. because it failed, I think is the saddest part. Right, and I get the idea behind he, it. Because he has to do it with his own hands. Right, right, because he's hoping, he's praying, and the dog just continues to act yeah. rabid and crazy like the vampire zombie things that are out in the world um anyway we're not talking about that movie <laughs> yeah harley quinn we may eventually get to that movie because it is a graphic novel yes. um so we may get to that and uh the charlton heston one called omega man which right is which is the original based. yes I, I believe it's based on a book i believe so well. too and i believe the book is called omega man i, I think you're right i'm not 100 percent well speaking Speaking of books, I know we're all the fuck over the place right, right now. Right, right. Did you know that they made a sequel to Ready Player One? 
It's called Ready Player Two. I have the book. Do you? Yes. Okay. I'm going I to just have, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to borrow it and read it after <laughs> you're done with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was at, uh, went up to Canton mm. uh, and I was at Books a Million and I saw that they had it and I was like, no shit, they wrote a sequel to it. Yeah, I think it came out in like March, April of last year. No, no, no. It was uh, November of this year because Sarah got it for Christmas for me. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't read it yet. I have no idea what it's about. But yeah, from uh, early reviews, it seems to toe the same line as the first it's one the first and one. Uh, and building on top of that and everything. So, yeah. Anyway, we're still not here to talk about that. <laughs> we're here to talk about Harley Quinn or Birds of Prey and the fabulous emancipation yeah, fabulous of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> I do like the idea. Obviously, nobody was ever going to make a Birds of Prey movie. Hell, they even tried a TV show called Birds of Prey. It was set up in the, like, uh, the Burton Batman era. Yeah. Where they had a TV series where it was Oracle. Um, you had the chick from uh, Starship Troopers playing Oracle. I can't remember her fucking name, but she was Oracle. And then we had a few other like people that you would remember. The main one? I believe so. I, the the, the I redhead from Starship Troopers. I can't remember I can her name. I can see her face, but I can't remember her name either. Um, so uh, she's in it and a few other character actors that you would uh, remember. Um, but it was not the greatest thing in the world. It was fun to see all these characters. And you get like a flashback scene of like the Joker killing or shooting at uh, Batgirl, paralyzing her and all Making that. Making her Oracle. And it's very interesting, but it's just not the greatest thing in the world. Um, so no one was ever going to make a Birds of Prey movie. We got hints of it in like the uh, Berlantiverse with like uh, Hunt- Huntress shows up, Canary, all that. We get uh, like hints of like Birds of Prey characters popping up every so often. In that, in those series of shows, right? Well, I mean, like both canaries mm. and a huntress shows up at one point. Huntress does. You, I, I think, think Renee Montoya pops up at. I think for like one season, ends up getting killed. I believe. I can't remember exactly because I haven't watched them in a little while. Right. But we do get hints of it, and obviously, no one, like I've been saying, no one was going to make a Birds of Prey movie, and I, I want to say this was by design by Margot Robbie, that she knew that no one was going to make a kick-ass all-woman led movie and she has the clout especially now after after playing harley quinn after playing harley quinn everybody loves her as harley quinn and she she's been since fucking wolf of wall street everybody's loved her since wolf of wall street and she was great in that um but she's been able to like, really that's gain on this momentum was, that's because she was naked in the back there was though. also probably that <laughs> um but she she was a great actress, and we didn't yeah, get I many mean, scenes in with her, but the scenes we did get with her, she did captivate the fucking screen. Yeah. Um, but I think, and I, I like the idea of Margot Robbie, like, building on that momentum and building and ge- getting the role of Harley Quinn and uh, people loving her as Harley Quinn and then just building on that and building on that. She's really become this, like, uh, mega force in, like, the Hollywood world where she's been able to, like, greenlit. And, like, this movie was moderately successful. It wasn't, like... Avengers successful where they were making ridiculous right, but money. It's, not, it's also not the Avengers, right? It's Birds of Prey, right? So I like the idea. Obviously, Harley Quinn has never been part of the Birds of Prey no. team, but I like the idea of Margot Robbie using her clout to bring in a Birds of Prey movie. So I like that idea, right? And I also understand like why the addition of Oracle wasn't made to the movie because mm. she wouldn't be very happy with Harley Quinn, right? Like. 
they she probably they would have a history. She probably wouldn't be like, yeah, we can work together. Right, right. Like under no circumstances would that happen. But like it's fucking Oracle's team. <laughs> like I get that, and I and they hint at this that uh, once uh, by the end of the movie and they get a bunch of money and shit. They hint at them starting their own team. So I don't called bet. the Birds of Prey. So they're not they're not technically the Birds of Prey. Whenever you meet them, right. they become the Birds of Prey after the events of the movie transpire. Right. So I I get it. They could easily like, play with, and I do like that this movie's rated R. Yes. This movie plays well for being rated R. It doesn't, like, fucking, like, start throwing out... Uh, like, I'm a fan of curse words, but it, there are there are moments in, like, movies where I'm just like, this is getting ridiculous. Like, where every third word is like, fuck, or shit, or damn. I'm just like, can we move the plot along? Can we not act all, like, tough guys and move the plot along? Yeah, um, unless it works for the movie. <sighs> uh, what was the movie that we talked about a while ago? That was an R-rated movie... They cursed an off. Oh no! It was um. I think it was one of the Alien movie, maybe Alien Covenant, where they they fucking cursed. And like I said, I'm not a fucking prude when it comes to cursing, but they cursed a shit ton in that movie. Maybe. And I'm just like, we, we you can use bigger, better, big boy words than fucking shit. Well, I mean, those but, can add on to the big boy words, but you could still use big boy words. But it, but it works in certain movies, like Boondock Saints. Yes. But that's a that's a that's a small movie. In, in like because uh, it only deals with like Boston area, right? Like Harley Quinn and all that. They could have easily thrown in a bunch of fucks and it would have thrown me out. But it's a much bigger, like epic, like movie. Yeah. I don't. I it just bugged me whenever they just start throwing out fuck just because they can just because, because they, they can. know that yeah. they're getting an R-rated movie. It's just like earn the fuck. Don't just be crass about it. Anyway, speaking of which, I know one word that you can say that will uh, will change your movie from a PG thirteen to an R, thanks mm-hmm. to uh, thanks to Dead Meat, who's uh, who's a YouTuber that I really enjoy. Um, covers a lot of stuff that we won't cover on here because it's all horror. Mm. Uh, but I watched one of his videos today, and he was talking about the newest Black Christmas remake that came out last year, a few, or twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had to cut a line because if they wouldn't have cut the line then they would have gotten an R rating instead of a PG-13 and the word that they had to cut was clit sounds about right so you can't say clit in PG-13 it's not just like the uh, that specific word it's and you can't mention like uh, certain acts right or certain like uh, anatomical parts on a female body there's more there's more to the list of things that would there's a beautiful documentary called this film is not yet rated it goes into all of the uh, ratings process and all that obviously some of those uh, you if you ever watch that documentary they go into how uh, just completely uh, ridiculous some of the rules that they have for certain movies Uh, some of that has changed by now because they've offered arbitration and then people going in front and arguing why this needs to stay in the film shit like that but you'll find out whenever that movie was made, I think it was like early 2000s, the documentary was yeah. made, and people were not able to go out and argue in front of their, uh, in front of this board right, for their, for, for their why movie, they... uh, why it needs to be rated such and such and shit like that. So go check out this film has not been yet rated. Uh, it, it dives into all of like what you can say if you use like you can use like one curse word on a per, or one fuck. In a PJ thirteen movie, but if you use fuck twice and it's, just like fuck, I hit my toe, and then fuck, I killed that guy, then it becomes an R rated movie. Yep. It doesn't matter what's in the movie. Yep. Um. Anyway, 
let's talk about. I mean, it could be fucking pond and like, oh look, there's a duck. Did you just say fuck? No, I didn't say fuck. I said duck. Right. Oh, now this movie's rated R, right. even though it's just a conversation of two guys that are hard of hearing right. <laughs> on, a, on a park bench feeding a duck. That's the entire fucking movie. It's rated R. Anyway, <laughs> it's a Pixar animated. <laughs> anyway, Harley Quinn. Birds of, per- Birds Birds of, of prey. prey and the fabulous yeah. emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is written by uh, Christina Hods- Hodson and directed by Kathy Yan, which I really enjoy. Uh, female team directing. It's all female. Like, the idea of this movie doing as well as it did, uh, showing people that you can have an all-female-led movie and still make money off it is an important thing to fucking showcase people. Yes. I just, there are a few things in this movie, and as we go through it, that I wish that they would have done maybe just a little bit different. Uh, but it stars Margot Robbie, Rosie Perez, which I haven't seen in a fucking minute. Right. It has been a while, and I was so excited whenever she was announced as Renee Montoya because I have loved Rosie Perez since the fucking 80s. Like, I fucking <laughs> adore that woman. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Really? Since you were four... <laughs> Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I think that might be a little. Early. Whenever I was watching her previous work, when I was like uh, in my teens and watching her, right. and, like uh, White Men Can't Jump, I really right. fucking from enjoyed her. Her her stuff from the eighties. <laughs> right. You watched much later in right. the like late nineties, early aughts. Right. <laughs> um, Journey Smollett, uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, L. J. Bosco, Ali Wong, and Chris Messina are all in this movie, and. Uh, what is it? it starts off with like an animation, um, yeah, uh, uh, like a backstory of, uh, of Harley of Quinn, Harley, um, her going through different breakups. Her, well, her dad abusing her, abusing her, and her selling and, her for right. a six pack and shit like that. And it's all done in like an animation, like it's similar to like uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy comic book series that w- was out in like the mid nineties. Yeah. It was very similar to that. Uh, the art it's style, very, anyway. Well, yeah, like the. Uh, I'm trying to think of a cartoon that people could compare it to. Uh, I can't think it's of kind of it's kind of like um, the Magoo, Mr. Magoo cutaways mm. yeah. in the uh, the uh, the the live action Mr. Magoo, the movie, Leslie Nielsen, the Leslie Nielsen movie, mm-hmm. uh, Very similar. but with a with more color and pop. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because that's all kind of drab. And, and yeah, is, we go into her story of. Her uh, putting herself through college and everything, becoming a doctor, a psychiatrist more importantly, and then uh, getting a job at Arkham Asylum, her falling for her patient, the Joker. Releasing her patient. Releasing her patient. And, uh, it's just all animation. It's all brilliant to see because we get like classic-looking Joker. We don't get Jared Leto's Joker in this, but in this animation set, we get classic-looking Joker with a clean or green hair, white face, no tattoos whatsoever, and it's just... It's a breath of fresh air to see a ta- uh, a Joker that doesn't have a tattoo across his fucking forehead that says "damaged." Um, which side oh. note? <laughs> did you hear the most recent story about Zack Snyder's Justice League? I saw a picture. You saw the Joker picture? Yes. So the whole story behind that picture is that Batman in that in BVS he had that like nightmare dream of like where he saw like the Omega symbol on the ground and uh-huh. he was trying to look for like kryptonite or something and. Superman ends up killing him. Well, in the Justice League movie, we're supposed to apparently, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, we're supposed to apparently uh, expand on that. And uh, and it gets into, like, a, there's, like, a whole, like, huge, like, sequence 
of Nightmare Batman, and one of it is like this Joker that has like this Sweeney Todd esque look to him with like the long green hair and the damage tattoo is fucking gone. And I was like, "All right, I'm in for this." Yeah, retcon that away. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think it's funny that you pick on me for uh, for for having problems with with tiny details Mm. when when ostensibly by most people a tattoo on the forehead would be considered a tiny detail no because it's different and here's why you arguing you arguing about a hyena not being named bud or lou and being bruce completely insane me saying hey we don't need a fucking tattoo on his floor on the joker on the joker's forehead saying damaged it's completely okay. Because you want to know why? Because we don't need a fucking tattoo of Joker damage on the Joker. That's why. We also don't need a fucking <laughs> hyena named Bruce. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. It's, it's, and it's perfectly fine like to have said, that tattoo. Like I said, when it comes to the main characters. By the way, for anybody listening who missed our uh, Suicide Squad episode, I am 100% mm. not okay with the damage tattoo. I have just as much a problem with it as Greg does. But... <laughs> It's fun to argue the point of it being a small detail against It's not Greg. a small detail. Because, but it is. Because it goes into the character of the, of the Joker. We know who the Joker is. We know he's damaged. We don't need a tattoo saying as much. Right. The hyena being named Bruce or Bud or Lou does not fucking matter. It really doesn't. It's a but hyena it, it, that she piles around. Hell, if you want to talk about in like reality parlance, Ryan, that hyena would have eaten her fucking weeks ago. Yeah, I'm not talking about reality parlance, Greg. <laughs> I, I, I'm just I am saying. talking about comic book parlance. Like, to to just include something to go, eh, see what we did there? I don't think it was that. I think it was just that they wanted oh, two. Please. They couldn't afford two. So they went to one, and instead of going to with Bud or Lou, they went with Bruce as a, just a substitute. I guarantee you, if they make a sequel and she has two hyenas... They're going to be named Bud or and Lou. They better be. I'd almost bet because I the reason they didn't have to is because of money reasons. But you know the problem. They're going to make a second one, and it's going to be Bruce and Wayne. <laughs> and then I'm going to look at you, and you'll be like, that's completely okay. And I'm going to flip this no, goddamn desk. I already desk. said that would not be okay. <laughs> I know. Because that would be insane. That's why I'm going to flip the fucking desk. Because, <laughs> well, the one was already named Bruce. So, I mean, it makes sense to I name the other one I can't say one way or the other. We don't know if the, a sequel's being made for this series or not and we don't know if she'll get a second hyena so we'll put a pin in this and come i'm back just saying it. if it happens <laughs> i'm going to call back to this episode and flip this goddamn desk okay all right well, well, i will i will fucking just let you flip it <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh what is the scene after i think it's just a, a series of scenes of her uh, well, it's an animation well, scene an that blends into her being kicked out of the the house that they're at with the Joker and everything. Right. She gets thrown out by one of his goons. She tries to get back in. She's like, the Joker took it really bad, but I was uh, handling it very well. And it's just her like in tears. Not handling it well at all. Right, right. Obviously, her narration is not going to be what the actual truth is. They set that up from the fucking beginning. Right. Um, we're getting a edited version of what the actual truth is. Uh, we then cut to her basically... Going through like a series of like uh, I guess uh, the five stages of denial of like a breakup or something like her not basically 
eating a bunch of food, uh, saying that she's gonna make some sort of like huge life change by cutting her hand, entering into like the roller derby tournaments and shit like that, becoming. Well, a- no, that's that's her her mend at the end. Like you see, you see her distraught, like sitting on the couch watching cartoons, mm-hmm. eating lots of food. And then she says that she finds love again whenever she adopts the hyena, who's at this point unnamed. Right. And she feeds him the guy that kept yeah, cause him in the, the cage. Yeah, because the guy who sells her the hyena is selling all different kinds of animals, but he also insinuates, I take more than just cash. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Basically saying he's going to And I'm pretty sure she blows him. Yeah, cause we because we see a shot later on of like him, him pulling, pulling his, pants, his up, pants. pants up and shirt down and everything. So yeah, she does end up blowing the guy. And then, I don't know, like, she turns the hyena loose on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, some sort of eating happens. I'm not sure who kills the guy, but we see the hyena. One of them do because then the hyena is laying on the floor of her apartment, chewing on his leg that is still in the tracksuit. That's how you know it's. And she's eating more junk food. And and she's eating junk food, using him as a as a uh, leg rest. Yes. So it's just a a a girl and her dog just enjoying a night. And then she says that she you know starts making progress and getting past losing Joker. And it's her uh, playing in the roller derby and mm-hmm. stuff. And then uh, she goes to, I can't remember the name of the club. I can't remember if the club is named in the, like, if you ever oh, shit. find out the name of the club. But she goes to. It just it just says in here, a nightclub uh, owned by Roman Sionis. I don't even. Yeah. Hold on, I'll do a quick search. You talk. Um, but she goes there and. It, uh, she's talking about, or she's letting loose with her gal pals and stuff, and uh, she ends up spilling her drink over this guy's lap. And yeah, she's, she tells him she's like big and animated. She like jumps right. up, throws her hands up in the air, and, and ends up spilling her drink. Spills her drink, her drink over her and dudes like take a take a seat, you stupid bitch, or something like that. Oh, it's just called the Black Mass Club. Okay, that's it. So she goes to the Black Mask Club, operated by Roman Sionis. Not Black Mask. Not the Black Mask. Because <laughs> well, it's kind of like Penguin. Um, well, yeah, him being in the Iceberg Lounge. <laughs> well, but it, but it's different. It's, it's how the, is it different? It's Ryan? the same, but it's different because it's not the Penguin Lounge. <laughs> but it's the Iceberg Lounge. Right. Where do penguins congregate, Ryan? It's, it's, On icebergs. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a a wink type oh thing. Oh my god! Than so now you're okay with winks. Now you're okay with winks, but calling a hyena Bruce. No, when we all knew as the audience who Bruce Wayne is, you shut your mouth, and you're fine with that wink. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) Just because I'm arguing the facts that it's not the Penguin Club, like this is the Black Mask Club, Mm -hmm. it's not quite like if it was just called the the Heidi the Hide Face or something like that. I'd be like, okay, well that's. Or Iowa, a perfect analogy would be eyes wide shut. Yeah, like it could be called <laughs> eyes wide shut, but like I understand that he he thinks he's above the law and stuff. Right. But calling your nightclub, which is your legitimate business, after your criminal persona, not necessarily the best idea because people like, granted, and and this is another fucking issue that I have like all the time with just. DC in general. And, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, fucking Marvel in general, too. I like, mean, we are arguing in a world where 
one of their main characters yeah. is afraid of the color yellow. Well, and everybody's bad at like secret identities. Right. So Superman is just glasses. So right. You put on glasses and you're suddenly somebody completely right. different. So Chris Reeves was so, the only yeah, one to actually depict the actual like transformation between the two. Have you so ever watch like Chris yeah, Reeves Superman? Like he, he, he kind of hunched over. And yes. Stuff. But like, yeah. So him taking off the black mask and owning the black mask club if they mm. come in. Mm. Like, hey, this is the black mask club. Yes, it is. But as you can see, I am clearly not the black mask because I do not have it. And they go, yeah, you're right. And walk away. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you could, you could argue that in this universe where people are so inept that glasses throw them off. Right. Or the fact that no one can put two and two together. That if you go like this over Bruce Wayne's face and just cover up to his nose, yeah, you're like, it. hey, that's Batman. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> Or if you just put two brain cells together and imagine who would pay for all this wonderful gadgets that Batman has. Oh, who is the richest person that we fucking know in the world? Oh, it's Bruce fucking Wayne. Maybe we should look into him. His parents were murdered in front of him. Right. Who would be crazy enough to be Batman? It's the same fucking uh, uh, argument. Um, but then, yeah, uh, Harley Quinn is uh, making a fool of herself. The guy tells her to shut up, and she doesn't hear him. She's like, excuse me. The guy's like, I told you to shut up. Uh, slut. Bitch. Slut. I think he calls her a slut. Oh, yeah, he calls her a slut, and then he, like, mutters under his breath, stupid bitch. Okay. Uh, and then she's up on, like, the edge of, like, the table or, uh, like, the, because uh, they're in, like, a booth area. She jumps up top of there. And then just basically jumps off of it and jump because the guy has his legs across like a table. He has a small table in front of him. He's lounging on the seat that on he's a in. Couch. Has his legs across the onto the table. So basically he, like a coffee table type right. setup. Yeah. Like a couch to coffee table, or, legs up. Yeah, any sort of like seat into an ottoman or anything like that. Um so she jumps up off the table that she's on or off the seat that she's on and jumps right onto the guy's legs. Basically bending them the opposite direction that they're supposed them. to bend. He broke, or she broke both of his legs. Well, did she, or yes, did she hear, rip tendons? No, it you, seemed hear, like, you hear the snap of the bone. Yeah, I think that's just a generic way. But in like, if you think about it in like a physiological way, wouldn't there wouldn't be any breaking? I don't know that they because would have the been knee, broken. I think that she just would have torn a bunch of shit right there. Because the knee doesn't have any, like, connecting bones. It just has, like, the kneecap and either, the two either bones. Either way, she would have fucked him up. Right. That's all I'm saying. R- regardless of... Because, I mean, there's there's some problems with the fight scenes later where, like, a guy gets hit in the leg and he's knocked out. Like, that's that doesn't happen. Or, like, the, the scene in... We'll get, we'll get to it whenever we get to it. Okay. Like, I'll, 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 just, I know what you're I'll save about. it until... Okay. Until those those fights Fight come teams. up. Fight teams. All right. Um, uh, what what is the next scene after? She comes. Uh, well, she, no, it's like a series sits, of shots. She sits on his lap and is and delivers her a few lines like, uh, firstly something. Second, I'm not stupid. And then uh, he comes over. Yeah, Roman Sionis. Yeah, Roman Sionis comes over and. Uh, Basically, like, it's like, oh, that was my driver. And, mm-hmm. and he's acting very, like, he wants to thrash into Harley, but he can't. Right, like, cordial, controlled, but, like... You could see, all he has very, to hear is one want, word. Yeah. Want the, the, the desire to be violent. Yes. Um, but and then, Ewan McGregor as, is brilliant. Uh, anybody else that would have fucking acting like that would be like over the top. Like I can't do anything, but Ewan McGregor fucking does it to a T. 
Like he does it yes. in like a quiet, like in, I have contempt for you. In in this scene, he does very well. There's 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 problems that I have with his relationship with Zaz. Oh no, they're gay lovers. They're they're straight up gay lovers. They they don't call it out straight. Um, but they are, they have fucked each other at one point. You, I have no doubt. A late night after the club is very fucking in, dry. In the comics or just in this no, movie? No, no, no. Just in this movie. Okay. Like yes. in the comics, no. Yes. But in this movie, the, the, they have fucked. The, the codependence that they show in this movie, I have never seen in the comics. No, books. it's not in the comics. And so that bothers me a little bit. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> just I like the idea of Roman Sionis being a closet gay. <laughs> I'm okay with that with that <laughs> thought too. The my my issue with that is like Black Mask is like cold and calculating and no, he's insane. He's he's not really cold and calculating. He's only Okay, he's cold and calculating when he has the mask off. Right. But whenever he puts that mask on, he goes full tilt boogie to the uh right, insane asylum. Like yes. he goes Yes, I Insane. I absolutely agree, but it's the difference between the faces. Mm. In this, Roman Sionis is 100% codependent and is only being able to be held together because of Zaz, Zaz's help. Right. Which bothers me a little bit because that's that's not that's not who he is as a character. I mean, so, okay, so the backstory of Roman Sionis in the comic books is that he was literally dropped on his head by one of the nurses in the hospital. So, and then from that moment, he's basically shown, like, a, a psychopathy where he, like, tortures animals, bullies kids for no reason. is just insane from the get-go because he was dropped on his right. head. Um, and then from there, his parents don't really like him. He's trying to always one-up his father, shit like that. Um, and then his father dies, and he doesn't really get to show his father the man that he would eventually become. He goes insane and just beats up his father's fucking casket, and it's like this black marble casket, and then he takes chunks of the casket and makes his black mask right. out of the chunks of the casket. So it's very fucking morbid and just fucking insane to fucking have a character in uh, a mask made of his father's casket. I, I, I get that, that portion of it. Um but the fact that they destroyed two i'm not going to say great no they're not the greatest but characters. but very unique batman villains i'm all right with them with their own personalities and they didn't portray either of their personalities very well i don't well feel. zaz they did near the like most of the movie you don't really see who we know as victor zaz in the comics until closer to the end of his life. Um, whenever he starts, like he starts toying around with, uh, like tranquilate, tranquilate, trank darted, tranquilated, trank darted Harley Quinn. And she's like, not able to move except for her eyeballs. And he starts, he's like, I've got a spot just for you. Right. That's the Victor's ass. We know you from see, the comics. you see a little bit of him like cut. Yeah. He's got scars throughout his face and shit. And we don't know which, what they're from. Which he does in the comics is what like, right. Like if you know anything the, about Victor, the Zaz. character design is okay. Right. But the, the, the characters that they are in the movies the, are not, the like, character the, of Victor the person, Zaz. The personality is completely different from what I'm... I'm all right with see. them being killed because we still have, like, a Two-Face character, which is basically Black Mask. It's just he doesn't have any mob connections. Right. We have... With Victor Zaz, well, no, we I'm also a, have, like, Dr. Crane, the Scarecrow, which I'm, is... I'm okay with them being killed off in this mm. movie. 
What I don't like is they were shown almost as codependent and weak. I wouldn't say weak, just... Um... If, if someone is completely codependent on you, they are intrinsically weak. Not necessarily. Because you could have a codependent relationship, and as long as it's not abusive or anything, you're perfectly fine. You work in the confines of your relationship. It doesn't make you weak, it just makes you better as a two-person team. Right, but... I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Because I don't think that my, like my point is getting across. It's not... It's not that I think that people who are codependent are weak. Mm. It's just that these two characters specifically only seem to work because they're working together. Because right. because Zaz is working for Sionis. Well, the way I interpreted Zaz is like he's been the one keeping uh, Black Mask in check. Like the Black Mask wants to go insane and just start tearing through everybody. But Zaz is the one like, no, no, no. We still have other things we need to do. Yeah, and that's but, not really what we would we perceive as a relationship between which, Black Mask which and I mean, Zaz. Which I mean, your idea of them being gay lovers... Oh, they are. ...would make, <laughs> would make absolute perfect sense for that because... Because there's a scene in it where they he's basically getting Botox and shit and Black Mask is losing his shit and you just see Victor's ass just come up to him, hold his hands and tell him everything's going to be all right. I'm like, they have fucked each other in the past. Right. No fucking doubts about it. But I don't know, like their their characters almost seem flopped. Like it, yes, it's certain, I would, uh, at certain points in the movie because, yeah. like, I mean, we'll we'll get to it here pretty soon because I believe it's the scene after this. Anyway, so Harley breaks this guy's legs. Yeah. Um, Roman Sionis comes over, none too thrilled with the says, idea, and says, "You know, that's my driver. I'll have to find a new driver now." Um, and then he mentions, "Will then your he's bow? Like, come? Yeah, will your bow be joining us?" Indicating he the still Joker. thinks that her and Joker are together. But then after that, he even says, "Like to to drive the point home, just in case anybody was still confused by the word bow, because mm. some people don't know it." Um, right. He says, "Give my best to the Joker." It also seems like. Ewan McGregor wanted to say the Joker in some form because it really seems like a wedged-in line in there. Yeah, it, it does kind of seem... So I'd almost bet either Ewan McGregor really wanted him to say it or really wanted his character to say, I'm going to mention the Joker. Me, Ewan McGregor, is going to be in a movie where I get to talk where about I get the to Joker. Say, yeah. Or it was just a producer being like, look, maybe some people don't know what Bo means, so we're throwing the Joker in there. Um, but yeah, it does feel very either way, either way, then she's like, yeah, I haven't told people that I'm not with the Joker anymore. I haven't made it public. Right. I think it goes to like her and the roller derby girls eating tacos. Yeah. yeah. And she tells them that she and the Joker split up. Right. She goes to get like margaritas. She goes to get margaritas. She comes back. And they're talking er, about her. Yeah. Cause she's, she says that like, okay, so I haven't told everybody. Mm. And the people that I have told didn't believe it. And all the girls are like, oh, yeah, no, they'll be back together within the week. Yeah, like, she still has the Joker chain on her. She's Or Joker necklace with the J or whatever Yeah, she's still got the J necklace on. Like, he still owns her, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And so then she decides to do something big. Because or she gets a great idea. Yeah, because, well, she gets hammered before this great idea. Well, yeah, she's Because we she's see her stumbling hammered. in the fucking streets and shit. She's already hammered, and she says, and then I got a great idea, because I get all my best ideas when I'm drunk. <laughs> right. And she steals a tanker truck 
and drives it into Ace, Ace Chemical. Chemical. Yes. As she like flashes back in the truck to her jumping down into the, the van. The actual scene from Suicide Squad where of her committing herself where, to yeah, where jumping. Leto pulls her out. Mm-hmm. You've got the the red and blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, like neon red and blue whatever like floating around them as they come yeah, up. Yeah, as they yeah. come up. And uh, she says, this is where it started, Mr. J. And she rips off the necklace, throws it out the window, jams her boot under the gas into pedal. the gas pedal yeah. and bails out. Yes. The truck drives in, blows up Ace Chemical. Right. In a very uh, flamboyant fashion. Like there are colorful fireworks all over the place and shit. All sorts of craziness. Right. Harley Quinn is basically this is uh, this is how I will uh, announce to the world that I am breaking up with the Joker that me and Joker are no more, and uh, we also see uh, in those like small little cutscenes we also see like her tattooing herself. I forgot to mention this. We see her tattooing herself on her leg where it says Puddin. She puts Puddin cups. Yeah. And I believe she like the J. I believe she does something else with. I may, maybe that's where the heart comes in. I think she tattooed over the J that was on her face and put a heart. I think, yeah. I believe so. Um, uh, then we just see um, her talking about, what is it? It's an, a narration of her talking about her and her team that comes together by the end of the story or some shit like that. And we cut to the first member that she introduces, Renee Montoya. Yes. And it goes into her backstory of like Renee Montoya and her partner were uh, coming, uh, uh, like uh, solving this major crime that was happening. A career making case. Right. And, um, and he gets all the credit. She gets left behind. He gets made captain of the precinct. She is just basically a lonely detective on her own. And we see her dealing with this. Like, she's coming up with the actual, like, uh, like they're uh, canvassing a crime scene right there where she's being introduced by Harley. And we see her, because ba- the male partner that she has is like, I think it was multiple shooters. Renee Montoya is like, no, it was one person shooting she everybody. She basically, to, to bring back, yes, I see you. Leia. To, to bring back a movie that we've already talked about, she basically Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints it. Pretty much, yeah. Um, because she's fucking accurate. We then see a small little cutscene of the Huntress taking out all these fucking members of the, I think it's the... Spoiler alert, God, we don't know it's the Huntress yet. Well, she takes off the hood, I thought. Well, yeah, she... In that small little cutscene. She does, but we don't know who that is yet. Oh, I see. Because nobody, nobody yeah, in the movie they knows call, who it is they yet. call her the crossbow... The crossbow killer! Yes, uh, throughout the movie. And she hates it whenever they call her the crossbow killer. Um, she calls herself the Huntress. Harley Quinn fucking adores that idea of her being called the Huntress. Uh, but Renee Montoya tells one of like the lonely patrol uh, officers to basically go do something to like look for other things. Look for a bullet out in the park cars or something. Like right. That. And the guy doesn't do it. He just stands there and she's like, "Look, I'm a detective. You're an officer. You have to do what I tell you." And he looks at the male officer in the group, and I thought that was a bit irritating. I get what they're trying to do, but I also like okay. We already got the point that she was overlooked for promotion over the man. We don't really need the uh, other point of uh, the now male uh, partner that she has also is uh, more respected than her. We get the point. Let's move the fuck on. Let's go do something else. I get the idea of... It it gets a little preachy. Right. right? Because it happens multiple times throughout the entire movie where whenever she walks into the precinct after she chases Harley... The, the uh, uh, male officers, not just detectives, but male officers are also giving her shit and stuff like that. I'm just like, all right, come on. Let's just move past right. this. We get it. People are shit. 
mainly men and specific or specific uh, positions are shit at times. Let's move on. I think I think that might be part of my issue mm. with the movie. Like the the men that are portrayed in this are either incredibly codependent mm-hmm. or just shitheads. Yes. That I don't mind. There's there's nothing else. Like all of mankind is either completely codependent on each other or shitheads. Yes. And that's not the case. No, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There are good people. Yes. The men in this movie are portrayed as being assholes because they are. The only thing I didn't like is them constantly fucking berating Montoya for uh, what they perceive as a shit detective. I'm just like, all right, well, no, they we just, already got this. They just Let's tell move her she on. smells like shit. But I got news for you, Ryan. If uh, a group of guys get together and they start doing their dumbass bullshit of like uh, boasting each other up and shit like that, that gets fucking uh, annoying real fucking quick. Yes, I but agree. But if it's that same man in, that, in one of those groups just by themselves, they are perfectly fine. It is not until they are in a group of other men where they decide to act like a bunch of shitbags. And that's what happens in this movie. You get a group of them together, they act like shitbags. You get one by himself, he's perfectly fine. Obviously, a lot of the men in this movie are either uh, shitty cops or just evil bad guys. But there are a few men in this movie that are all right guys. Like the the captain, he's fine for the most part. He's towing the the company line when it comes to um, uh, police procedure. He's not being a shitbag. He's just, this is how it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, he's not being shitty to her. This is just like, this is, these are the rules. I can't do anything about it. This is the rules. Well, but the only reason that he's got his position is because she right. gave it and to he him. could Yes, and he could have easily fucking said she was also part of it in that aspect, yes. But that's not him as a man. It's just him as a person being a piece of shit, not wanting to anybody else right. taking the credit. Anyway, this But I do believe a lot of men are shitbags or either codependent on their friends. Yes. So I... I, Some. But that's that's the problem. It's not... It's not some in... Like, anytime you do any kind of overarching stereotypes, Mm. I have an issue with it. Hell, you even see... What's his name? Doc. He's not a shitbag. I mean, he does something shitty. He's just not a shitbag in general. Yeah. I mean, he's fine with her until all this money starts, gets thrown at her, at him, and he's like, look, I got to do what I got to do. I got to look out for me. Like, I have enough money now to make my own restaurant, however a I want. A good restaurant. And it, uh, that's just par for the course when it comes to you're dealing in a bad guy world. Eventually, all the bad guys are going to screw each other over type shit. But he's not shitty to her at all. Hell, even the guy that saves the huntress from being murdered after she just saw her entire family murdered. She even says he was a big softy working for Roman Sionis. Right, he was, he was a bad guy. He was uh, Wreck-It Ralph Zangief. Right. Just because you're a bad guy does not mean you're a bad guy. Right. Um, so there are several men in this story that are okay. not shitbags. They're just doing shitty things okay. from time to time. Um, anyway, oh, God, what is the next scene? Uh, it, after uh, Renee uh, Montoya is introduced, you hear you hear a loud explosion. They walk out. Oh, that's right, because they're in the middle of uh, talking about the crime scene, right. and then they hear a big ass explosion. And they go out, and they f- they see the explosions in the sky, mm. and she's like, "Oh, that's Ace Chemical." And then one of the it, other, it must mean the only logical explanation before anything else happens. They go, "Oh, well, that's 
Harley Quinn saying that her and the Joker. Are well, done. no, uh, Patrolman, as Renee Montoya parks the car and exits it, and they see the explosion and everything, a Patrolman walks up and hands her uh, uh, the J necklace oh, in yeah. uh, like an evidence bag, and she automatically puts two and two together. Like, look, clearly Harley Quinn has called it quits with uh, the Joker, so obviously this is her big like coming out to the world, like we're over with type shit. Um, and Renee Montoya basically summarizes, like, it's open season on Harley Quinn at this point. And then, uh, uh, this is the egg sandwich scene. Yep. Where she's talking about, like, this, uh, perfect egg sandwich. Egg, bacon, cheese. A little bit of Tabasco, a little bit Tabasco sauce. Perfect, perfectly toasted bread and a little bit of Tabasco because she wants to taste the cheese. (laughs) Right. Um, and it looks fucking delicious. It does. Uh, while uh, while looking up like uh, information on <laughs> honestly, it just like uh, there, there's so many things that like just connect in my head for no reason. Mm. Like uh, there's there's a scene in um, in a Bob's Burgers episode. We we're talking about bread pervs, like people who are <laughs> like attracted to bread, and a character accuses Bob of being a bread perv because he's in the back of the bed the bread truck and it's another like restaurant tour and the delivery guy's like, Oh no, that's Bob. Like he owns his own restaurant. I deliver uh bread to him. And she's like, well, that doesn't mean he's not a bread perv. And he's like, well, yeah, I guess that's true. And he's like, no, I was just looking for my buns. Cause I wanted to check my buns stuff. And then the guy's like, Oh, I've got to go. That guy that's coming up now is an actual bread perv. And like they carry, they're carrying the bread into the store and, uh, He's like, oh, what what do, you, what do you got there? Is that some ciabatta? <laughs> Which is the type of bread that the sandwich is made on. <laughs> and so, like, as, as they're, like, because you get to see all the ingredients as he's making it. And he's, mm-hmm. like, lightly coating the ciabatta bread. And yes. the only thing that played in my mind was, oh, what you got? Is that some ciabatta? <laughs> um, but, yeah, she basically worships the sandwich. She pays uh, Sal. her reason for living. Right. Um... And she is. A she doesn't. She doesn't completely pay him, but she, she's yeah, like, she's short she's like, like seventy five cents. I'm good for the seventy five cents. <laughs> you know it. Like I'll be back. Your sandwich is my reason for life, or whatever. <laughs> right. She gives it one big sniff as she exits the. Um, I guess the deli. I yeah. Not sure as it's as Bodego. it's wrapped in foil. Yeah. You see her breathe deeply in, which comes in later, and um, <laughs> she's super excited to eat this sandwich. And as soon as she goes to take a bite, Renee Montoya shows up behind her and, and tells her to put her hands in tells the air. Tells her to put her hands in the air. And Harley Quinn's like, oh, not you again. And then just books it right a fucking way. Just yep. doesn't even bother to ask questions, just immediately just runs, runs away. Um, so, and it's a really interesting scene. We see Renee, Renee Montoya just chase after her, and we see like Harley Quinn running into people, and then we see like this uh, air conditioner unit just fall out of the fucking uh, sky and land right in front of Harley to make her stop. And she looks up, and <laughs> it's the girl that she fucking punched in the nose and broke her nose from roller derby. Right. That is preventing and her from uh, at this running point, away. Harley puts two and two together that. Uh, because everybody now knows that her and the Joker are done, it's open season on Harley Quinn. Yes. And she has to to worry and watch out. And they actually show, like, everybody that they come in contact with 
is out to get Harley. Well, and the reason why they're out to get yeah, Harley. Yeah, we, we, we see, yeah, because text will come up on the screen and shit. We see the guy that she broke the legs of. He's in a wheelchair pointing a gun at her. We see the brother of the guy that, and this is where we get the cutscene of the guy pulling up his pants that sold her the hyena. Right. So clearly she blew the guy right before she killed the guy. Um, his brother was um, one of the fed, guys. Yeah, and the reason why he was chasing her was fed his brother to a hyena. Right. <laughs> uh, and then there's someone else. I can't remember. Uh, a guy that's got tattoos on his face. Oh, that's right. And she like flashes back to the scene of it happening, and you get to see Jared Leto's Joker tattooing this guy's face with like clown makeup. Clown, and yeah. I'm pretty sure they call like the character's name is Happy. Oh, is it? <laughs> I think so. Because it flashes up with like Happy, and then like it's a still frame of his face, and it like turns white for a minute, and like. The the tattoos and stuff, like the white face has the tattoos overlaid, so it looks like a clown. Yeah, yeah, just permanently, because it's tattooed right. on his face, just constantly and looks like a clown. She's like, well, why are you after me? And he's like, well, because of this. Well, before that scene, we get this, like, Harley is uh, uh, trapped by all these, uh, the, the guy that she broke the leg, her name Montoya's up behind her, pointing a gun at her, the guy's about to run her over in the van, and then she's like, in a stroke of brilliance, I came up with a plan, and she... Grabs oh, a bag yeah. of trash, throws it into the fucking uh, busy street. All these stars are all well, these. Well, no, cars. she doesn't throw it in the busy street. She Renee's in front of her because she like picks it up mm-hmm. and th- the bag rips and just throws trash all over Renee Montoya. Oh, that's right. And then she ends up like pulling her shot to the right, shooting the guy in the wheelchair. Who, <laughs> no, is it who because- then? No, the guy in the wheelchair ends up shooting the guy in the van. Right, who then shoots the guy in oh, the van. Okay. Who then crashes the van as she jumps up to a uh, a fire escape. Yeah, yeah. And, is, and she's like, oh, this was all part of the plan. And then it cuts in with like, or I just got really lucky. And she looks at the screen, winks, and then continues on. And then she cuts through like uh, some sort of... An like, alley. Uh, an alley. And then this is where she meets Happy. And it's, he's pissed off that she tattooed on, uh, on his face. And she's and like, well, she's that like, wasn't even me. Technically, I didn't do that. That was Mr. <laughs> J. And he's like, well, you dared him to do it. And she's like, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then you see the crossbow killer yes. again pull up behind her. And uh, you see text pop up with question marks. <laughs> and the reason that she's hunting Harley Quinn is, I believe it's, also question mark. Yeah, I believe so. It, it, it just runs, it, it just plays on that trope because throughout this entire sequence of events, we just see all the different grievances and shit that... Oh, I think whenever Happy's stuff comes up, it says Happy, and then the reason is, uh, is an eggplant emoji. One of them has an eggplant emoji as their reason. Oh, no, like, it's the guy that throws the bomb in her apartment. Oh, That's yeah, the yeah, eggplant yeah. emoji with like the uh, crossed out symbol and shit. Um, but yeah, uh, she puts herself behind Happy... Hunter fires at uh, Happy, kills him instantly. No, he just she just fucking ducks. I thought she no, ducked she, behind him. No, she just I think she just ducks. Ducks. And Hunter shoots him and then drives off and then cars come Two from cars each side. Come from each end of the alley and pin Harley and a she's like a bunch of guys come out of each she, car. She pulls out like a white handkerchief and just waves it in the air and she she asks to parlay. <laughs> yes. Um, what is the next scene? It's, uh, I think it's, uh, Dinah Lance. We are then introduced to Dinah Lance. 
I think so. Um, and she comes across to Cassandra Kane's character. Or no, no, a- no. No, the, the next scene is um, Sionis uh, with, like, Japanese people hung upside down. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's making, uh, he's like, I tried to do business with you, but you wouldn't do it with me. And then he tells Victor's ass to cut off this guy's face. He, he allows Victor's ass to right. f- cut off his face. And they fucking do it. And they fucking, sh- they don't show him sh- cutting off the entire face, but they show him cutting portions of the face and then him digging underneath the, like, the few layers of skin to rip it off. And then they show the face in the guy's hand bloody and dripping and shit and right. was, what the fuck i was like this is a, a dceu movie and they're showing a guy's face in another man's hand it was, it was fucked up and just interesting to see as well um but yeah he's basically Which, once again my free association brain <laughs> just heard nicholas cage's voice go i want to take his face off <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah victor's ass then kills uh, the wife yeah slits her throat and is going to let the little girl go he's like what about the little girl and Sionis is like we can let her go mm-hmm. like this is already proven enough of a point and yeah and she's and, just got tears and, and shit she, all over her face he takes off the the tape and is like don't cry you know you're gonna survive you'll be okay like and then it's okay. <laughs> and then it's like ooh, was that a snot bubble yep <laughs> never mind cut off her face <laughs> yes it's fucked up, but also really fucking hysterical watching fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi being like, slay these people. <laughs> like, yeah, no, cut off her face. That's disgusting. Um, we then see him get into a car and then drive off. And I think this is then where we get introduced to Diana Lance. And it, it's a, like a few days beforehand where she's singing at the Black Mass Club. Right. And we see her just doing, uh, it's a man's world. She's singing It's a Man's yep. World, and uh, it's uh, Victor's, or not Victor's S, but uh, Roman Sionis is having a meeting with the Japanese man that he just murdered beforehand, and he's trying to find, he's trying to get the the Japanese family that he works for on the his side. The Gold Dragons. The Gold Dragons. And he, he makes or the, the Gold Tigers? I know he makes a comparison with Gold Lions. Maybe that's what it is, the Gold Maybe. Lions. It's... Gold animals. He just wants him on his... Roman wants the guy on his side. Bring your people into the fold and, you know, you'll have my protection and stuff. And the guy's basically like, listen, we've been doing business in Gotham for 20 years. We don't need you. Right. And this is the reason why Roman ends up killing the guy. fuck off. We don't need you. Um, And then he's like, well, I'm going to have the Bertinelli diamond here soon. So we'll have all the money we'll need to do whatever we want. Right. And all the laundering and all this and all that. And the guy's like, eh, I'm still not into it. Like, yep. And basically tells him to go fuck himself. Right. And then you get the backstory of the Bertinelli diamond, mm-hmm. which Bertinelli's were... We get a the, portion of it in this yeah. in, instance. We get a portion of it of the Galanti family taking out the Bertinelli family because on this diamond is the bank codes for the Bertinelli fortune at this point. Yes. So the Bertinelli's were the most affluent crime family in Gotham right. for a while. Um, and everybody wants this diamond because it's got the entire mass of the right. all of, and that's why they were their, taken out as well. All of their offshore accounts are somehow coded into the diamond like yeah, laser they etched don't, into the Yeah, they don't really explain how that was done, but it doesn't really matter. It, the, the bank codes are etched inside for this diamond. For plot reasons! Right. 
Um, and so they're trying to find this diamond. No one knows where it is. But they, at one point, Victor Zaz and Dinah, and we'll get to it here in a bit, end up going to where it's at, but they don't explain how they ascertain it. They just walk out with it. But presumably, Roman has bought it oh, okay. somewhere or mm. something. And it was shipped to them. Okay. And that they go to pick it up from the Wherever it was shipped to. Place. Um, we then cut to Dinah outside. Uh, yeah, because... Well, no, you get a scene... It, it, it's along the lines of uh, Harley Quinn being shit-faced drunk. Well, you, and she you get hooks a scene, up with a guy. You get a scene inside. Yeah, because she's first. writing on the card, she's, like, all the things that she can do. She's trying to write... Uh, what ultimately gets up on the card, but I don't think this is what's on the card uh, uh, this time, but what ultimately is written on the card, because I wrote it down, it's psychiatrist spelled wrong, and she scribbles that out. She puts dog walker, bounty hunter, mercenary, but spells it wrong, writes it correctly, finder of lost things, and life coach. It's mercenary is what she's trying to write right. in this scene, but she's shit-faced at the bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, after she's done singing, she comes down and is is like at the bar beside Harley as she's trying to write mercenary. She's like, mer, mercenary, <laughs> how you spell mercenary? <laughs> and then she leans over to Diana and is like, I broke up with Mr. J. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to figure out what I can do now. And she launches into what a, what a Harlequin is, mm. which is a servant. Basically. It's yeah. Like, a Harlequin is nothing without their master. Pretty much, yes. And she's like, so I, I don't even know what to do anymore. And she's like, oh, so you're, you're really, really done then. You're, you're by yourself on your lonesome. And she's like, yeah. And then she's basically like, welcome to the club. And walks away. Yes, and then we cut to... And we, we then see an unknown person walk up beside Harley and say, mm, that's right. you guys really done? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, let me buy you a drink. And then proceeds to get her shit face drunk. Sloppy, sloppy. Wasted. I don't even think sloppy wasted. I think he roofied her yeah. because what happens later drug, on, whenever yeah, Dinah yeah. sees her outside and this man's like this necking is, her, this is what happened. Or this is the very next scene that happens. Right. And it's the most fucked up thing. And you know that this fucking exists because obviously the, the sex trafficking industry is a thriving fucking industry that's still going on nowadays. And you know, if this wasn't a, a superhero movie, um, it would be a woman sold into fucking sex slavery because that's what it looks like. Because a van pulls up behind Harley Quinn as Dinah uh, walks away. Well, that's after she as gets this in guy's the car. necking her. Like she gives him a weird look yeah. as she's walking by, and the guy's like, "We're all fine here." Yeah, and you see her walk by and like walk to the car and like struggle with, "Should I do something? I don't know." And then the van pulls up. And the guy gets out of the van and is like, what are you doing? You're fucking crazy. That's the Joker's girl. The guy's like, not anymore. And then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's. yeah. Uh, clearly, they were going to take her to go do heinous things right. to her. And, um, and as they are about to put her in, then we see Dinah Lance just lay the fucking floor with these guys and just kicks the shit out of them. Doesn't use her uh, metahuman ability for whatever reason. We'll get to all uh, the reason why here in a bit. But she basically kicks the shit out of these two guys. Harley tries to help the, at one point. Well, the entire time, Harley's going, I got it, I got <laughs> yeah, it. Like, uh, she's just shit-faced, roofied at this point. She's just like, yeah, sure, you got it. Can't really stand she up She ends up own. protecting her a couple mm-hmm. of times throughout the fight and ends with a really, really fucking cool, like, the dude is back up and kind of, like, 
woozy right next to the door that is open. Mm-hmm. And she kicks the door and puts his head through the window of the back of the van, which I really like the... Mm-hmm. The the I I like the way that the fight played out, puts Harley in her back seat. Yes, and, and drives away. No, no, because in this whole it's, it's a sequence of events, we then uh, cut to Sionis watching uh, Dinah kick the shit out of all these guys. Oh, that's right, and she Sionis uh, is like, "That's my new driver. I need her." And he tells Victor's like, ass to go down. Looks and tell like her. looks like that might not be, or looks like singing might not be her only talent. And as she puts so Harley think. into the car, Zaz comes off. He's like, you got a new job, little songbird, or whatever the fuck he calls her. And then he just tells her, you're Roman's new driver. And Diana, or Dinah, uh, brushes up against that. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm, I just want to sing and just... Like, I'm fine with singing. Yeah. He's like, well, it's your new job. Be here at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yep. And then we cut to... We don't really find out what happens to Harley once Dinah yeah, drives we off. We don't know where Harley goes. I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Later on, we see her uh, getting an egg sandwich and shit. But um, we then cut to uh, her walking her, up to her apartment. Yes, yes. This is where we get that weird scene of Roman, like seeing that she comes into the apartment of Roman's apartment, and then he shows her around the apartment with all the different. No, no, no. That not that scene. The scene where she's introduced to the little oh, thief. Oh, Cassandra Kane. Yeah, to Cassandra Kane. Uh that's right. Uh, um, uh, Renee Montoya also comes up to her after this little scene with Cassandra Kane because the, uh, they apparently Cassandra Kane and uh, uh, Diana live in the same apartment apparently. Right, and Diana is walking to her apartment after dropping Harley Quinn w- mm-hmm. off wherever, and she can hear an argument upstairs, and Cassandra's sitting on the steps. Right, and all right, so sh- she goes into like the uh, like oh. Parents, she's like no step parents or uh, uh, foster parents, mm. and she's like, you see her kind of like mull it over, put money on the banister, and like go get yourself something to eat, stay out of that. Like, it's not always going to be this bad. It'll eventually work itself out or whatever. Uh, uh let's put a little pin in that. So the backstory of Cassandra Kane is, is that her father, I blanking on his name right now, um, was a right hand man to Ra's al Ghul. And uh, to train his daughter in the art of being a professional assassin, he vowed to never teach her how to speak um, any of that. So she didn't know how to speak for the longest time in her life. Uh, He would just train her on how to be an assassin from the moment she was a very young child. And he was very vicious about it and very cruel. And to the point where he ended up uh, just uh, abusing the shit out of her for, I, I can't remember the issue, but, but he basically kicks the shit out of his like 10-year-old daughter for not doing something correctly. Um, she becomes a deadly assassin, does whatever her father says. Her father ends up dying because of Ra's al Ghul, vows to kick the shit out of Ra's, or basically kill Ra's al Ghul anyway necessary, uh, hooks up with Batman. Batman shows her there's a different way to go about things, teaches her how to speak and all that, and she ends up becoming a version of Batgirl, where it's just, uh, there's no, like, uh, mask, uh, like, uh, mouthpiece. It's just all, like, one solid, yeah. like, mask over her face, and it's just, like, black and gold and yellow and shit uh, for her outfit. And uh, there's a great arc for her in No Man's Land, where uh, Gotham City is hit by, like a, like, a 10 megaton earthquake, where it basically isolates the entire city from the rest of the world. And the rest of the world's like, fuck it. There's nothing we can do for Gotham City. Leave them to it. So Batman is 
uh, basically trying to keep Gotham City together as best he can. Batgirl goes in. This is obviously after Oracle has been shot and everything. Right. Uh, or uh, Barbara Gordon has been became Oracle at this point because she's helping Batman throughout this entire series. And it's just a really interesting uh, version of a Batgirl where it's an Asian-American Batgirl uh, being a superhero and shit like that. And I hope we get a version of that because I'm not seeing a whole lot of that with this Cassandra Cain. Because when we're first... Say, that is absolutely not the Cassandra Cain we get in this Because when we movie. get this... The first time we see Cassandra Cain, she's not saying much. She meets Renee Montoya. This We'll find out why she's in the police station. But whenever she first meets Renee Montoya, she can't speak. She clears her throat and then says something witty to Renee Montoya. That's them playing on the idea of her not being able to speak right. for the longest time. That's not really what we get in this movie. I'm all right with it. I just hopefully we get the uh, Cassandra Kane we get later on in the comics in this version. Because I, I really like this actress as Cassandra Kane. I don't think that that's what we'll get with Probably this. not. Based, it's just based a little on the hope. ending of the movie, right. it's unlikely that... Um, we, uh, after that exchange with Cassandra Kane, we then get uh, Renee Montoya waiting for Dinah up at her apartment. and well, we, get a, we get a scene where she goes... Renee Montoya goes back to the police station. Everybody tells her she smells like mm. crap because she she's had, covered in trash. She had trash thrown all over. She ends up meeting with the captain and her ex-girlfriend, who is the DA's assistant, right. or the assistant DA. Yeah, Ali Wong's character. Um, and the captain is basically chastising her for trying to build a case against Roman Sionis, because he's the most powerful man. He basically has the police force in his pocket type uh, shtick. Right. Um, and uh, they're basically... I forget, I forget what happens. They're basically giving her the riot act. And she's like, look, I have an informant, or I did. And we get the idea that the knees that it was, it, Harley well, Quinn she broke. Says, she says that it was... It was Roman Sionis' driver, mm. but he's no longer the driver because his legs were broken. Right. Um, if you just put two and two together, Harley Quinn fucked that whole thing up where right. Renee Montoya and the uh, police squad could have easily came in and dealt with Roman and all that. But, because but the, the captain is like, you know, you're not going to, you can't do this anymore. Like, we're going to give it to this guy mm -hmm. instead. And she's like, well, the DA is building a case against him. And the captain's basically like, the DA wants to put his neck out. That's fine. We're not going to. Right. Um, and then it cuts to them in uh, like a hallway. Uh, Renee Montoya's character, or, car or Renee no. Montoya and the assistant DA talking. Oh about yeah. It. Uh, Ali Wong's character is basically like, "Look, I told you that in confidence. We are no way near ready to go after R Roman Sionis. So what you just did and there is like, fuck me." She's like, "Well, I had to because he was going to take me off the case." Blah blah blah. And she keeps ignoring a phone call. She gets the phone call. And it's... Oh, we should also mention that there's a little bit of tension between the, those two characters because they are former lovers at one right. point. They're, they're exes. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, during this whole sequence, she, she keeps gets, ignoring a call. She gets a phone call, and she's like, finally, there you are. They're after the girl. Like, you need to find... I, I can't even remember if she says her name. Yeah, she does. She, uh, Cassandra Kane. Yeah. They're after okay, Cassandra so she, she does say Cassandra Kane, and you find out that that voice is Diana's. Yes. Dinah's. Dinah's. Oh, um, uh, and then we get a small little scene of Renee Montoya and Dinah having a back and forth. And Renee Montoya is like, look, your mother helped us. 
for several years, and she had this ability to take care of people. I'm wondering if you have the same ability, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Dinah... Well, she says you do have the same ability. All right. Okay. Uh, And Dinah's like, look, yeah, she did help you, but then she ended up getting shot in the street, and you did nothing about it. So why would I help you people? And then just fucks off. Um, And then... She's trying to convince him... Or she's trying to convince her... To be an informant like mm. the last driver was. Right. And then she brings up the story of her mother and stuff, which, like, poor form. Like, if you knew if you knew what happened, like, you would know that that would not be the button to press to get her to help you. Because it's just going to make her go, fuck you. Right. You let my mom die. Like... Well, she may not know how she perceives uh, the cops in that ma- aspect. She may have taken a shot. And it backfired on her. Maybe. I don't I don't know. It seemed like she was pretty like Because it doesn't seem like Dinah Lance is like, Oh, I hate fucking cops all the time. It just seems like if someone mentions the cops, then well, she'll say something. Well, she's basically like, I'm not interested at all. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Right. Uh we then uh what is it? Harley Quinn or it flashes back to the police station. Yeah, yeah, and she we realizes see... she gotta go after Cassandra and She's basically like, fuck, and starts running. And then Harley Quinn comes in. Yeah, and she's dressed up in, like, this very posh outfit with, like, a headscarf and, like, a, like a hat uh, with, like, a wide brim and everything. And it's very almost Marilyn Monroe-esque. And we'll get to more Marilyn Monroe callbacks later on. Um, but it's very Marilyn Monroe-esque. And she asks if Cassandra Kane is here to the desk clerk that's or right no, there. Or she, no, she's like, I need to report a crime. Oh, he's right. like, what crime? And she's like, this one. And she unfurls the, the, the long coat that she has, and she has like this like uh, beanbag gun that she calls her fun gun, <laughs> which I, I don't know why, but I found that fucking just hysterical, just calling it a fun gun. You always he- read about, or you see uh, like a character naming their gun, it's like Beulah or uh, 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 what's another name? Like uh. There's a character in Assassin's Creed where he calls his sword Bertha. Yeah. But it, it, it was just interesting. Then she calls it just fun it's gun. Fun gun. <laughs> and it's just a series of like grenade-like things where it's just filled with beanbags or uh, paint or confetti. And she's just firing it at these guys, at the officers left, right, and center. And it's just an interesting fucking scene just watching as, all this shit as happen. As she's working her way through the police station. Right. And as she gets near the end of the ammo that she does have, she gets into the main cop room where she's like, look, I'm looking for Cassandra Kane. Where is she? And then it stops right there. Harley Quinn's like, wait, wait, wait. I need to tell you a little bit more. And we go back to whenever, uh, what was it? She was being cornered in the alley. Right. Whenever by she all says, these people. Whenever she says she wants to parlay. Right. Uh, we then get to, uh, whenever she's taken to Roman Sionis, we then cut to Dinah walking out of a building Walking into Roman's apartment. Yeah, that's right. This is where we get the shrunken head scene. She walks into the apartment. Roman sees her. He is basically giving her a tour of the place, and he shows her the shrunken heads. He's a bit over the top, but I like. I really enjoy Ewan McGregor. Like, in look this movie. at look at how much money I have. Right. Basically, like I these got, are authentic shrunken heads. Well, she notices like a mask first, and he's like, "Oh, I got that whenever I was in." Zamibia. Yeah, wherever. I can't remember somewhere. the exact countries and, and shit. And she's like, oh, I've heard that's nice. And he's like, eh, it was dirty. <laughs> but I got this. Uh, and yeah. then, these are shrunken heads from this place. And these are 14th dynasty... Acupuncture Something statues. or other. And it, he's like, look, they even show the, where the acupunctures go and everything. And she's like, oh, is that one of the statues? And it's a statue of Roman. And he's like, no, 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 that's a statue of me. 
He's just he's basking in the idea. And uh, Diana knows that he's the type of person that if you just talk about him more, he will love you even more. He's one of those like narcissistic right. personalities where as long as everything's about him and you continue to think about him. Or wait, no, the, I'm not sure when exactly that scene happens, but it happens sometime. I think it happens Sometimes right before, before we this. see where Harley, what happened to Harley Quinn. Because uh, after the scene, we then see Dinah exiting a building with the diamond. And Zaz is like, no, I will hold on to the diamond. You go get the car. Um, and then as that happens, we well, then cut yeah. to like... Once, once again, like this isn't necessarily us jumping around in the movie... I know we do that sometimes. Right. This movie is incredibly fucking disjointed, like I said. And that's one of the reasons that I keep getting I taken out of it. By design, because it is right, a mental it's, person it's retelling the story. Um, but you get you get the scene of that, and then you see uh Zaz whenever they were whenever she walked in, he and Zaz were talking business. Yes. About like the diamond coming mm. in and when they should go get the diamond. Um Ace chemical blowing up. Yes. And then he's, and then Zaz, as he's showing Diana or, uh, the, the statue of himself, he's like, Harley Quinn's no longer with the Joker. And he turns around and is like, way to bury the lead. Like, don't, don't you see he buried the lead? <laughs> and then he goes over to Zaz is like, send all the guys. I want her. Yes. And then they send, he sends them, to go get Harley. To go, no, to go get the diamond. Oh, I thought you were talking about them as no. the crew that go get Harley. All, all the boys go to go get Harley. Harley while Dinah and While Dinah Victor. and Zaz go after the, uh, diamond, the diamond. Where it was delivered. Uh, and yeah, and we see that scene where Dinah has the diamond in a box. Zaz takes it from her, tells her to go get the car. We then cut to Cassandra Kane just bombing through the neighborhood, just pickpocketing people left and right. Um, and she's just either stuffing it in her cast or in her pockets or well, it's down all in her, it's like all in her pockets right is now. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when she's in the squad car, she starts yeah, shoving it in her cast. She starts shoving it random places. Um, and then, uh, she walks up the, uh, walks by Zaz, grabs the box. No. Palms it in the back of her. She walks by Dinah first. Oh, that's right. She tries to do the same thing. And Dinah. she tries to pick her pocket and she catches her. And recognizes her and is like, one day you're going to pick the wrong pocket. Mm. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she goes by, walks by Zaz, does the exact does the exact same thing. And then he starts watching her as she goes up to an old lady, tells her that she likes her earrings. I like your earrings as she's stealing her watch. Yes. And then a cop car comes out of nowhere, or no, not a cop car comes out of nowhere. Uh, like a guy with police says, "Yeah, that's the girl. That's the girl. She stole." And she from goes me. to run away, and a cop car comes up behind her. Zaz is laughing about the whole thing. Yes, because then the old lady's like, "She stole my watch," and he's like, "That's fucking hilarious!" And sticks his hand in his pocket. Yeah, he puts and two and realizes two the diamond is gone. Yeah, and it's the little girl that stole it from him. Uh, this little pickpocketer. The cops take her away. We then cut into the squad car, and you see her just starting to shove shit in the cat in. The, the cast down her shirt and then she sees the diamond she takes the uh, box takes out the diamond well, it sees it's a huge fucking diamond and it's not that big she could swallow well, it well yeah it's a, a, a it would be uncomfortable to swallow yes compared to what you would see diamonds in a day-to-day basis the thing is fucking huge but it's about the size of a grape maybe a bit bigger than a grape right she looks at it looks at her cast tries to figure out is there some place where she could put this she can't so she pops it in her mouth and swallows it that comes into play later on because obviously they want that diamond and it's right. inside of a small child. And then Canary and Zaz go back. 
tell Roman, this is so, where we get the scene yeah. of uh, Victor calming Roman down, where I, this is where I got the indication that they have fucked before. Right. Lonely night, fucking like one Wednesday afternoon where no one was around. They have fucked each other because he, Roman is losing his shit that this diamond was stolen, stolen. by him. And Zaz lies to him and says that they never got it. It was stolen out of the uh, the place where it was delivered. Right. And Dinah's trying to correct... By, by this little, little girl. girl thief. And Dinah's trying to, you know, trying to, you know, curb uh, Roman's, like, rage for this little girl. Because it's a little girl and Dinah's like, this is not... This is not the okay. world I live in. This is not okay. I, this is just the best. She's making the best of what she has right now. Um, but Zaz says... The boys got Harley Quinn. She's downstairs. Let's go have some. Let's go kill her and have some fun. Yes. Um, and Roman's like, okay, yeah, let's go do that. Uh, we then cut to uh, Harley Quinn in the big main uh, club. Her tied up to in a the chair. black mask club. In the black mask. Run club. by black mask. Right. Uh, all the men are around her. Roman comes up behind her. I think he grabs her by the hair and he's like, uh, says a bunch of shit. How he's gonna have Victor cut her face off, and he's gonna enjoy watching. Well, it. as yeah, as he's trying to say that, she's popping in little witty psych- comebacks, psychiatrist mode, and going. So now you're going to give me the big bad guy yes. speech and blah blah blah. And the reason that you're doing this because daddy never loved you yes. and all this shit. And then right as she finishes and then, that, and then finally he's like, "Okay," and he goes and takes a seat and is like, "Zaz, kill her." Yes. And Zaz walks up and she's like, "Oh wait, wait, wait! You serious? <laughs> okay, well." I heard you say something about a diamond. I can help you find like, it. I know these neighborhoods better than anybody. Mr. J once lost a, a nude photo of Eleanor Roosevelt, <laughs> and I found it. Um, and then she's like, look, I've got a new business. Uh, just look at my card. And Roman's like, what card? And he's like, it's in my pocket. So he tells one of his goons to go look for it. He looks in one pocket. He pulls it out of tampon. She's like, no, my other pocket. He pulls out that card. He sees the car, he, the goon hands Roman the card, and it's the what I described earlier, where she's a life coach, mercenary, dog walker, uh, and she's like, "That's my new business. I'm a finder of lost things. I can help you find your lost thing." And Roman walks up to her. He's like, "You know what? All right, I'll let you go looking for it. But if you wrong well, me, basically, she she's like, you know, and if I don't find it, you know, you can kill me later." What does he backhand her for? Because I'm trying to, f- oh, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why does he, he backhands her? Because he goes in, once he backhands her, it goes into an interesting thing that they he do. Says, he says something. She's like, yeah, I got it. I got to find this diamond. Yeah, it's near whatever. the end of the whole conversation. And he fucking just decks her right yeah. across the fucking head. Fucking slaps and the you, shit And we just out see everything go hazy. And then she just basically goes into like a psychotic break. Not into the point where like it's vicious or anything, but she starts singing Diamonds are in the, it goes in like this whole song and dance of like diamonds are a girl's best friend. She looks very similar to Marilyn Monroe. And she's dancing with Roman. And it's just this whole dance number that she does. And then we hear another smack across her face and she snaps back out of it and she's back into she the moment. She snaps back to reality. Yes. Oh, there goes Rabbit. <laughs> right. Um, it was just an interesting thing that you would have. It, it, Harley Quinn, DCEU, they are very much trying to make Harley Quinn their Deadpool. In some yes. aspects, they're work, it's working. And in other aspects, I'm just like, eh, okay, let's move on. But this whole aspect of her being smacked really hard and her going into like a song and dance number, I really fucking enjoy it for whatever reason. Because she looks like Marilyn. Because you just, you like women getting the shit beat out <laughs> right, of them. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's the By whole- the way... <laughs> 
to anybody who thinks that was serious. That was very obviously a joke. <laughs> uh, but the whole song and dance number is what appeals to me. Just in the middle of this fucking superhero movie, we have a song and dance number. Um, and she looks like oh, Marilyn Monroe, except for like the tattoos and shit and the very, very pale skin and whatnot. But it was just interesting. We see Ewan McGregor tapping into like his Moulin Rouge days, just dancing around and shit. With like a, I guess like a burlesque version of his uh, Roman Sionis black mask. Because yeah. it, it's uh, almost like um, like the straps on a like uh, a garter, uh, where it's just like pieces of it just strapped across his face, yeah. making like a rudimentary face of some sort. It's all black, very reminiscent to his black mask. Mask, but I just really enjoyed that whole sequence. It's very short. I think it's like maybe thirty seconds long before she gets cracked in the face again. Yeah, it's not very long at all. Um, but basically, he just tells Harley. Roman tells Harley, like, if you don't find this for me or you screw me in any way, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to really, really enjoy it type shit. Uh, we then cut to back inside the police station where she is now uh, holding the gun up at the guys in the main area of the police station telling her where's Cassandra Kane. He points, she points the gun straight at the guy's face. He tells her where Cassandra Kane is in the holding cells. Um, and then she works her way through the, a few of the other guards and shit, a few of the other officers and shit, and goes to, to the, the main cells, goes to the main controls, and doesn't know how to fucking work them. Just fucking. She just starts hitting flipping all switches. The buttons. Nothing's working, and she just flips out and starts beating the piss out of the thing until it opens for her <laughs> with with her fun gun. <laughs> right, uh, it opens for her, and then we just see a series of cells like lined up in this big area. With all these, like, bad guys in, like, holding cells, uh, uh, waiting for whatever reason, like, court dates, whatever. Oh, you also get a scene, um, bef- like, as she's leaving to go to the police station, you get, you see Sionis put out a half a million dollar bounty on Cassandra. on Cassandra Kane, and says, you know, it won't be, like, and Zaz says, you know, didn't you just send Harley for that? He's like, well, it won't be any fun if she doesn't have any competition. Right. Um, and then, uh, uh, Harley finds Cassandra Kane's cell and tells her, like, look, are you Cassandra Kane? And then we cut to, a, like, a quick shot of the, uh, like, the monitor of where the controls were for the, uh, cells. And it just reads, like, uh, sprinkler malfunction. And then, um, just everything starts erupting with water and shit. And just because of that, the doors short circuit and open up. And then we just see this... Of uh, just series of cells starting to open up. Cassandra Kane's cell also opens up, and all these bad guys looking to kick the shit out of Harley Quinn because they don't fucking like Harley Quinn because she used to be the Joker's girlfriend, and they've all been probably been wrong by uh, Harley Quinn at some point. Right, and she basically, as the Joker's girlfriend, had carte blanche to do whatever she wanted. Right, so she did whatever she wanted, and now they all have a vendetta against her. And then we just uh, this fight scene I find really fucking interesting because she never fucking straight up just decks a guy. She uses their momentum against them. It's never like, a, I'm going to kick you in the face because I can kick you in the face. It's always, I'm going to use this fucking heavy uh, uh, weapon that I have, smack you in the face, then kick you in the legs and have you hit the ground really fucking hard. It, she, and it, she always, like, she jumps off a cell, grabs a guy, uses the momentum of that motion to propel the guy off to the side. She becomes Rey Mysterio. Pretty much. I mean, it's a really fucking interesting sequence of events. It's, watch it's not a bad scene. Um, the the. I mean, granted, it's supposed to be fantastical and stuff, but every fight scene in this movie, mm. like the kicks and stuff, 
propel people way too far in comparison. In what manner? Because she doesn't kick anybody in a sense that propels them. Not in this one, but like in the in the final scene, in the final fight scene, like everybody's kicks send the bad guys Mm -hmm. like flying twenty feet, which that well doesn't happen. They're on a spinning thing. Whenever they that final fight scene, that that doesn't like the the very last person in this scene, the dude's running and she slides across the ground and kicks his foot out, and that kicks both of her feet, both the feet out. No, because the one is in the air, like he's running. So I have to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure she takes out both legs. I I made sure I watched it twice. Okay, Um, and she kicks the dude like in the foot. Causing him to trip. Whenever you trip, you're going to fall forward. This guy, like, jumps five feet in the air and does a somersault. I think you're being hyperbolic at this point. Because I don't think it's five feet in the air. The room is maybe six feet high. So I doubt it's fucking five feet in the air. There's no top. Like, the cages have tops. But the, the ceiling of the room, you don't see. It's as tall as you want it to be. But I think... Here's the thing about Ryan. He likes to be hyperbolic to get his point across. And I know for a fact it wasn't five feet in the air, Ryan. Yeah, because I'm the only one that does that, Greg. (laughs) I'm just saying, I know for a fact it wasn't five feet in the air. Like, I... I don't even, remember that even specifically. If even if what I remember is her like, sliding through the guy's legs, kicking both legs out, he falls to the ground. No, no, no. The dude's running at her, and she like slides across the ground, kicks him like in the, the top of the ankle. Mm. And the dude doesn't maybe maybe he doesn't jump five feet in the air. Like t- total movement would be five feet in the air because he is five feet tall and his legs go over his head, flipping him. Okay, so over. that is so, different than goes five feet in the air than just flipping him. Regardless, that... No, not regardless. No, that no, is no. very important, Ryan. Okay. So he doesn't go five feet in the air. Okay. That movement still would not cause the man to flip end over end before hitting the ground. He would just fall down. Have you ever done this, Ryan? Yes, Greg. <laughs> oh, you have. <laughs> All the time, apparently. You would know exactly how it would happen, right? It wouldn't work that way because physics, Greg. <laughs> because we live in a world that's governed by laws of science. Oh, so now you want to be governed by a law by science, but a woman living her day-to-day life with a hyena, you're perfectly fine with. <laughs> that. See, that's what fucking boggles my mind. You're no. willing to give a willing suspension of disbelief for a hyena... A hyena, Ryan, living with a person, but the moment that person, another human being, flips end over end, you're just like, I'm out. Nope. I'm out. Nope. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Because this is still a fantastical world, but guess what? Gravity still exists. (laughs) So does predator fucking mentality, Ryan. Well, yeah, a, but a hyena she, would still maul her to death, Ryan. You're right, so she shouldn't have pet, pet I'm hyenas. I'm just saying we shouldn't gripe about stupid shit when it comes to actual reality when it doesn't matter in a movie about superheroes. I get it. Or antiheroes but, in this but, case. But what I'm saying is they make all of them super strong by the end. Like, all of them, all of their kicks are super strong kicks that send all the guys flying. See... From what I remember of that final fight scene is that they're on that spinning thing. It's spinning real fast, so the centrifugal force of you being kicked at, off of it would send one, you away. At one point, they are, they are on that. 
that spinning thing. Mm-hmm. But it's the entire scene from the from the time they come out of the fucking clown umbilical cord thing. And and there there is a certain amount of the fight that I'm willing to let go because there is a certain amount of the fight that Harley Quinn is fighting these guys on a trampoline. And so the bouncing of the trampoline would cause more I forgot about the trampoline more so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, she, she literally kicks a guy, he bounces on a trampoline, he comes back up in the same position. First she off, hits him with a right. giant mallet. Right. But first off, the thing is not spinning anywhere near as fast as you think it's spinning. I don't remember exactly. I know it's spinning uh, at a decent speed. It's spinning slowly. Mm, I don't know if it's spinning slowly. I don't think it's booking it, but I don't think it's spinning slowly. I'm pretty sure it is spinning slowly. Like it's a it's a carnival ride. Like it's a carnival ride. Right. It's one of those ones where it's basically like the cyclone that we uh, had at our fair. Oh no, it is nowhere near that. No, it's not that fast, but it's the same principle where centrifugal force keeps you in a certain area. That's why you had those like makeshift hands where you would have a person stand I'm, right there and right there. I'm not sure of the design of this ride. Right, right. But to me, it looks more like a fun house where it would be a very slowly rotating thing that you're trying to dodge the hands, not the hands are keeping you in place. Because as they kick people into the hands, they like fucking bend all the way back to the ground and come back up and slap them like they're made out of rubber. Okay. So they'd be more obstacles than something to hold you in place mm. against the centrifugal force of this thing. Oh, yeah, I haven't been in a fun house since I was like 12, but from what I remember, it was very hard to get across that spinning disc. Well... I don't know that we ever had any that had a spinning disc. No, the one in, we had, in, we had one that had like a rotating hallway at the beginning. Maybe that's that, what I'm thinking of. That was hard to get through mm-hmm. because it was spinning you, so your feet were over your head. Like it wasn't, it wasn't rotating around the ground. I thought that there was at one point in those I, ones I don't, that we had, like near the middle. I don't really remember, but what, yeah, I, I don't what remember. I'm saying is, in the movie, like it doesn't appear to be spinning that fast. Mm. It doesn't appear to be spinning fast enough to cause the the flyback that you see from, like, every bad guy. You mean the 20 feet that they go around? Yes. The 20 feet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I do think there is some yes. sort of... I am em- I embellished, but what I'm saying is, like, they, they used their stunt performers well, but, like, there's a certain amount where it's, like, like like your problem with cursing like okay let's just move the plot along like yes. not everybody has to go flying to to so that's indicate, not a matter of plot that's just a fight scene well right but not everybody has to go flying to indicate that they have been beaten but they don't indicate that that's how they're getting beating they they you see several of the same guys getting tossed by this stupid thing or them being kicked or being slapped by these rubber hands and then being tossed off to the side and then they come back. So they're not being beaten. There's just a, an embellished way of fighting these guys. And it's also in a world where a woman jumped into a vat of chemicals. We work at a chemical plant, Ryan. We know for a fact if anybody jumped into anything at our plant, they'd fucking die. Probably. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is... I'm just saying like, you can't gripe about things like that when it's set in a world where, hey, no, we have a character that walked through chemicals and survived. Right. But what I'm saying is it gives them... All of the characters, the indication of a superhuman amount of strength. No, a superhuman amount of strength would be them crashing through walls and shit, like being punched like Superman. 
them just being able to be tossed off to the side, I, A, I don't believe it's 20 fucking feet. Because, yeah, that would be fucking ridiculous. It's not 20 fucking feet. People I go, do think... People go fucking flying for that I, whole fight scene. I, I have to watch it again. I don't think every, it's the... Every time every, every single woman kicks somebody, which I'm fine with chicks kicking ass. Like, mm. that's whatever. But, like, every single one of them kicks somebody that then goes flying off screen. I'll have to watch it again because I'm not 100%. And it just gets to the point where it's like, okay, I get it. You're all badasses. But my point is, is that... Move along. It's a world set in the, uh, behind a character that has walked through chemicals and hell, lives with a fucking hyena, Ryan. And you're just like, this is where I call it quits. That is insane to me. Every, every single one of your arguments reduces my argument to being okay with a hyena. I'm still not but okay with the fucking hyena. You're not babe. okay with the, the hyena name. You're okay with the, a girl living with a hyena. You're not okay with the name. Right. You're okay with the act of a fucking hyena living with a human being. What I am saying is every single character has that moment where they kick somebody that then goes flying off screen. And I'm just fucking over it like not every single person has to go flying off screen a i you don't can, think it was every single person fucking be kick them and griping them about petty things at this point because that that's my point is that you're griping about something where it's a world set in i jumped through a goddamn vat of chemicals and survived ryan i'm just like okay there's a willing suspension of disbelief and someone being flaw being kicked off screen perfectly fine perfectly fine because you want to know why because she survived fucking chemicals, Ryan. <laughs> Huntress didn't. <laughs> Neither did the fucking cop. Neither did Black Canary. I can't argue enough because I don't remember exactly how the fight scene went. I just, I just I mean, remember. All of, all of the fight scenes are pretty fantastical, mm. which I'm okay with. But like I said, at a certain point, it's just like, okay, like you've already defeated 30 guys and there's four of you. Like you don't need to defeat... 60 to show me that you're a badass. I get it. I don't think that was You're it. a badass. I think they just wanted to show that the, this would not be an easy task. W once again, 30 against 4, still not an easy task. I think they You just, don't need to have 60 to show the hopelessness of it. I, 30 uh, still shows hopelessness. I don't remember. I, and, hey, I wasn't fucking counting. Half the fucking guys are still outside. <sighs> I don't think half of them. I think like a handful of them are outside with like weapons and shit, which to the point of the story, why didn't those guys go in first? Right. Why did the guys with the bats and the mallets and the axes and shit go in after the other guys? But whatever. But my point is, is that you, you can't gripe about certain, if it's for the story, then let's gripe about it. Because obviously if it doesn't make sense for the story, then there's an issue. But saying like, oh, this person went off screen too far. That's not believable. I'm just like, it's set in a world where a girl was living with a goddamn hyena, Ryan. A hyena. That's not something you fucking would live with and survive. Well. <laughs> Please tell me who has survived with a hyena. There, there are certain um, indications that like, if you get an animal whenever it's no. a baby. It has always ended bad. That includes tigers, lions, cheetahs, leopards. It always ends fucking bad. No. You cannot put an always because it does not always. Yes, it end that fucking way. No, it does. doesn't. It always ends bad. Hell, I am fucking uh, Tiger King, Ryan. Did you not see that fucking documentary? No, I didn't watch oh it. Oh my god, um, <laughs> it fucking but, ended badly. But, um, whenever I was younger, I grew up 
out in the sticks, we used to go paintballing. We used to go mm-hmm. paintballing in a place called Edie's Exotic Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. The the owners had have lions that are still theirs. They still own them. Not ended badly. Yet. <laughs> just because something hasn't happened doesn't mean that something will won't happen. And just because it has happened in the past in other instances does not You mean every mean, instance before It's not every instance, Greg. Hell, we even had fucking lions escape from a private zoo in Zanesville, Ryan. Fucking Zanesville. And guess what? They ate someone. They are wild animals. And you're just like, we should keep them with us. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not abdicating keeping them as pets. <laughs> I'm saying that animals can be domesticated. No, they can't. Dogs. That is different. Used to be wolves. No. Dogs are domesticated from wolves. After hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fucking years, now they are domesticated. But if you take a dog from like the middle ages to now, they will not be the fucking same. Hell, we even see it in fucking foxes and wolves. You start to domesticate them with fucking dogs and shit, they will start to fucking delineate from being an actual wolf, but guess what they will fucking ultimately do, Ryan? If they are not given constant fucking people, treatment, first off, they will fucking keep, continue to lash people out. Keep foxes as pets. Yes, and they eventually lash out or continue to destro- destroy fucking homes. Not necessarily. Homes. Yes, they destroy homes, but that's because they're so high strung. Anyway, no, what because I'm it's a is- fucking wild animal, Ryan, and they are built to fucking burrow into no, things. They are high strung because <laughs> they are built to fucking destroy things. Regardless. What I'm not you advocating for wild animals to be domesticated is fucking insane. That's not what I'm doing. You just said that. No, I'm saying that that is what happened with dogs. Yes, it took thousands of years to do it. But in cave people times, (laughs) it was. Please tell me. (laughs) Please tell me in cave people times, Ryan. It it was the the reason, the whole reason that they even got together, like the dogs started to become domesticated Mm -hmm. was because like. Maybe not so far back as cave people times because I can't speak to that. But, like, there's indication or people surmise that there was a a, a partnership of convenience, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, the the wild dog got to eat part of what they caught. But, like... Uh, the the Indian tribes that would that would catch and like make sled dogs and the Inuits and stuff mm-hmm. like they were very much wolves. <laughs> yes, and the moment with. they didn't give them a regular uh, a, a regular amount of food, they would then go for the nearest food source, the hand that's literally feeding them. Yeah, so you just keep fucking feeding them. So that's not a domesticated animal. That's just an animal you're placating at this point. If, if you Hell, <laughs> shut up. Siegfried and fucking Roy, Ryan, for 30 fucking years, those tigers were fucking well-kept. And guess what happened to fucking Siegfried? He was fucking mauled, Ryan. Was it, was it Siegfried? I, one of the fuckers. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. Don't <laughs> anyway, one of the fuckers. Those lions were kept, kept, well-kept animals. They were fucking what you would call domesticated. And then at one point, the animal was like, fuck this. And... Ate one of the fuckers. Didn't kill him, but tried to eat the fucker. Yeah. My point exactly. You cannot fucking domesticate tigers, lions, hyenas, fucking any of those fucking wild animals because ultimately they are wild fucking animals. Yes. You cannot fucking domesticate those. I agree with you. That is not what you said 10 minutes ago. You literally said. It is what I said. You literally said anything can be domesticated. 
No, I that didn't say I didn't say that anything could be domesticated. I said that dogs were domesticated from that was, wild that was animals. An example that you gave as I no, fucking be, blew up saying that anything because could be you domesticated. said because you said nothing could be domesticated, and I said yes, dogs. I said wild dogs things and house cats. Be domesticated. No, you said nothing. No wild that is why animal. You gave me the example. Yes, of dogs. you said no wild animal could be domesticated. What do you think I meant by no wild dogs animal? were wild animals? That's what I'm saying. What do you think I meant by no wild animal? Whenever I say no wild animal, what are you thinking? Anything that grows up in the wild would be a wild animal. Like? Like wolves or cheetahs or tigers or hyenas. There you go. Let's (laughs) stop right there because that's where it all starts from, Ryan. Hyenas. Hyenas. And you're willing to fucking give a willing suspension of disbelief that a hyena (laughs) is going to live with a woman because she treated it right. No. I'm willing to give give that... A willing suspension of disbelief because that is part of the source material that exists. Yes, and her. What does not exist in the comics is every fucking person that they kick with their feety feet <laughs> going flying 20 goddamn feet. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, have you not seen any of the comics? I mean, hell, from the incarnation, or the, the start of fucking Harley Quinn to now, it literally has her fighting insurmountable odds of guys doing insane fucking things that would not work in the real world. Why? Because it's a fucking comic book and it's a fantastical fucking element to embellish. You're going to be really fucking pissed whenever we get to the evidence room. (laughs) Oh, you're right. I've got another issue with that one. Is it the baseball bat? Huh? Is it the baseball bat scene? Probably not the one that you're thinking, but... Yes, it has to do with the baseball. Bat. Okay, we'll get to that here in a second because after this <laughs> we're, scene, we're almost there. <laughs> because uh, while, this, while whole fight this scene, while this scene is going on, you see uh, mercenaries come into the police station. Yeah, it's a biker gang of some sort. Yeah, all some, we see is like the some some sort of armed people that look like bikers, bikers. or mercenaries right. or something. Uh, I, what does it say on the? It says Gotham City Hunters is what it says on the back okay. of their coats. <clears throat> so they're a biker gang. They end up getting the girl. Yeah, uh, what happens is that during well, this she, whole fight scene, yeah, she Cassandra Cain runs, runs the fuck out of this whole instance and uh, runs into the, what is perceived to be the evidence room. And you just see shelves and shelves of just different types of like things in different cases, evidence, uh, excuse me, just vehicles in the back. You see like a crate of drugs. We don't know what it is. It's just white powder. Could be heroin. Could be cocaine. That comes into play later on. My, my guess is cocaine. Uh, well... The song they play whenever shit starts being shot up is Black Betty. And that is a song about about heroin. heroin. (laughs) Um, So I want to say that you would perceive it how you want. They don't say one way or the other. Um, (laughs) Um, And uh, I'm not not sure of the effects of heroin on people or like even in movies. Like I think most people that... I've never done heroin. I've done cocaine. I know how I felt on cocaine. (laughs) Like you could... Fucking Take on do the world? anything. <laughs> yes, that's what makes me think it's cocaine. <laughs> anyway, I have no I have, idea about. I heroin. have no personal uh, personal relationship with heroin either, <laughs> so I don't know. But like, usually it's indicated that like whenever people shoot up and stuff, they like uh, and just kind of like right, melt that's and the, relax. Uh, where where normally whenever, heroin can be smoked, snorted, or shot yeah, up. So whenever whenever be, you see somebody doing cocaine, they're normally like. I'm so fucking focused yes, right now. Yes. Like, I've got enough energy to do whatever. It, it, like, it was probably cocaine. Like, I just thought me, it was heroin let because me carry of the song. My, let me car- carry my car on my back. <laughs> right. 
Um, but yeah, after the fight scene in the 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 shower room, if you will, because after this fight scene, the uh, shower system shuts off because the evidence yeah. room is completely dry. Um, Harley goes looking for Cassandra. Uh, Cassandra turns a corner as Harley finds her, and then they run into a biker gang. A wall of people shooting at them. Right. Um, and it's just a series of them dodging bullets and shit. Harley Quinn taking out a few guys. And it's very uh, similar to what you saw in the, the jail cell uh, holding area. Right. Uh, her taking out uh, bad guys, finding different implements within the evidence room to take out these guys. We see her find a bat and her really fucking happy. And I really enjoyed watching her with this bat because at one point she takes the bat, <laughs> bounces it off the ground. It bounces up, hits the guy, bounces off the guy and back into her hand. I'm just like, yes, I want more of this. And I assume that that is the scene that you thought that I had a problem. With. Yes, because when I watched it, I was like, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is not. <laughs> okay, which one is it? Um, the first person that she attacks with a bat. And I, I get that it's only a sound, a sound effect thing, mm. but like she hits him in the femurs. Oh, yeah. And you hear the sound of both bones breaking. I do not think that she was swinging with enough force to break his femurs. That's your issue? Well, it's not even an issue. It's just something that I like noted. I was like, I don't think that happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but it was just something I was like, I was like, no, no, that, that, that didn't happen. Uh, I, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and then the other, the other thing um, is near the end of the scene, like you get uh, before, before you get to the end of the scene, um, you see her take cover behind drugs. Yes. And then the powder start falling down in front of her and her get all wide-eyed like, I've got an idea. Yes. And she takes a big fucking inhale and then like... Black Betty starts playing. This super, is- super focused eyes. <laughs> yes. uh, Black Betty starts playing and she just starts ripping through these guys left, right, and center. She doesn't even care. Just, uh, uh, just not giving a shit about her well-being, about being shot or anything. Just starts tearing through guys with a baseball bat. It's a really interesting scene to see just the this uh, Harley Quinn character just ripping through this biker gang. Um... And then at one point, Cassandra, no, Harley Quinn gets bested by this big-ass motherfucker. Yeah, the big biker, which <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he had in his beard. I mean, you take a match to any beard, it's going to light up right away. I haven't done it. I mean, I've got facial hair, and you've got facial hair. I've never, but it would stand to reason hair is very flammable. Well, n- n- but it's not. I mean, hell, you not, get it near a candle without, and it starts lighting the fuck up. Not I've without, seen that. Not without chemicals in it. Like, if you just if you just take a hair and, like, light it with a lighter, it doesn't really burn so much as smolder and just kind of shrink away to nothing. Okay. So, like, I don't... He, I mean, people with big beards... I mean, I'm, I, you have a thick beard, but people with, like, the, like down to the midsection of their chest beard, uh-huh. they do take like a, a, a pomade of some sort. Well, yeah, and I do rub too. It through. Oh, do you? Yeah. So maybe that is fam- flammable. Maybe what maybe. he was using was flammable. But yeah, at one point she's pinned up against this guy. He's choking the shit out of her. She asks Cassandra for help. And instead of like, I think there's a knife there. Hell, there's even a solid like cube thing. that It's like a pencil holder of some sort that looks thick and just meaty that could just claw into this guy's face. She hands him a lighter. Yes. Or she hands Harley a lighter. Right. She lights it. Which then she lights the dude's face on fire. <laughs> she even looks like crazed eyes. Is like, yes, this is perfect. She strikes it, lights the guy's uh, beard on fire. He goes screaming off into the wind. We Which you would do. <laughs> yes. If you have a face full of fire. Yes. <laughs> um, she grabs Cassandra. Is like, where do you think you're going? And then the main bad guy comes up behind Harley, I believe. 
I thought that was the main bad guy. And now, then somehow Renee Montoya ends up getting into the main evidence room as well. Cause it's, uh, Oh no. After she sets the dude on fire, um, somehow Cassandra gets knocked out. Yeah. But I think the main guy, cause, uh, I think Harley Quinn ends up hitting that guy in the back of the head. He falls to the ground. His phone falls out. And this is where Harley learns oh, about yeah, the yeah. bounty on Cassandra Kane. She's looking at the phone. Renee Montoya comes in, tells her to put her hands up. She tells like, her to drop the phone. Yeah, drop the phone. Harley uh, is like, all right, and tosses it and does like this weird like kick flip thing and like, kicks it right into Renee Montoya's face, knocking Knocks her the her fuck out. out, which I guess would probably knock her out. Yeah, I mean, I mean something, something traveling fast enough. You kick it hard enough, it could potentially knock someone out. Um, she gets knocked out and then we, uh, just, she see. would not, however, wake up completely fine. Like there would be <laughs> right. some sort of mark there. Right. Uh, we then see, uh, Harley look at the Cassandra and then look at the van that's in the evidence room that has like two mattresses on top of it. And then we just cut to Cassandra Kane partially in and out of consciousness in this van. And, uh, we just see a car come up behind the van, start shooting, shooting at, at the them. van. <laughs> Cassandra Kane quickly walks up or wakes up. Uh, Harley has some sort of like dynamite dynamite in her hand lights it from somewhere <laughs> from somewhere whatever she hands it to cassandra kane she's like here can you take care of this for me hold this for me <laughs> yes she just kind of like drops it out the window on the person's hood yes and before it blows up we get a like a, a like a smash cut scene of like uh the title of who this person is and it's just like a frida looking motherfucker and grievance she's like i don't know <laughs> and then uh the woman just blows up and then uh, away we go uh, into the next act and it's just that whole fight sequence of our arguments aside <laughs> was just really fucking fun to watch we get something similar it was it was a decent fight scene uh we uh as you heard us arguing we get something <laughs> later on in the movie uh we then cut to uh cassandra kane and harley in a convenience store and uh, Harley has Cassandra chained up to her. Uh, handcuffed, yeah. Yeah, uh, on the cast. And it's like like two handcuffs, like two thick handcuffs on the cast at this point. Uh, like toting Cassandra Kane around. Cassandra is uh, um, basically admiring Harley for what she's been able to do as this like strong, confident woman. Has all this. Yeah, like, how'd you do it? Yes. Uh, asking her all this. and How can I be like you? Uh, also in the van before they go in the convenience store, Harley uh, pulls off to the side of the road. She's like, look, you need to give me the diamond because they are after that diamond and you have it. We all know you have you it. You have a so price on it? your head. Um, and Cassandra Kane's like, look, I swallowed it. There's no way of getting it right now. And uh, we then cut to a scene uh, in, of the convenience them in the store. in the convenience store. Her grabbing like some sort of like X-lax type thing. Yeah. Like milk of magnesia, whatever the fuck. Uh, and Cassandra Kane's like, why do we need that? And Harley's like, it's either this, she holds up a bottle of like milk and magnesia or, or and this. she grabs a knife off the wall. And Cassandra Kane's like, all right, I'll go with the, uh, medicine with right this now. and picks up the medicine. Right. And then Harley drops the knife into the cart anyway. Right. Uh, and then they're just having a back and forth between Harley Quinn and this little girl and this little girl's like trying to, uh, pick how her can brain. I, how can I be like you? Right. She's like, well, there's nobody like me. You'd have to, you know, become a, a psychiatrist, like, uh, like I did. Telling, telling her the whole story of a, a Cliff Notes version of the whole story that we got at the beginning of it, because it's very right. like become a psychiatrist, fall in love with someone at the uh, a, uh, a sane asylum that you work with, break him break out. them out, go to jail because of Batman, get out of jail, go back to jail. 
just break up with him, lose everything, right? Type stuff. And then she's like, and I also I don't have a lot of money. We are stealing all this. Or, no, she's like, uh, she says something about her being crazy about uh, about Harley Quinn being crazy, mm-hmm. and she's like. First off, there's nobody like me, and she goes through that whole diatribe, and then she's like, second off, and pulls a bottle of water off the oh, off the shelf, yeah. and is like, it's like eight dollars for water with, with a, a cucumber, cucumber in it. That's crazy, and puts it back up. <laughs> she's like, and we're not buying all this stuff; we're stealing it. <laughs> yes, and she just books it down the aisle, past this guy, hell, fucking runs right into the. The uh, bagger guy that yeah. tries to stop her. Uh, and then we cut to them uh, entering into the, uh, like, uh, Taiwanese-Chinese place that she lives above. Right. And this is where we meet Doc, and Doc is taking care of Harley ever since she broke up with Joker, and because Doc knows everybody in town, all the bad guys in town, shit like that. Mm. He's got his ear to the ground type person. Uh, Doc tells he calls her, her lotus flower. Yes. Uh, Doc tells her, like, everybody's looking for her, so you best get up to your apartment real quick because everybody's looking for her. And Harley's like, and, well, they both say it at the same time. And like, we know, we know. Uh, they go up to the apartment. This is where we get introduced to the hyena living in her apartment, which yes, is... Yes, we finally get Apparently fine with being in a goddamn bathtub in the middle of the day with no fucking interaction with anybody. But for some reason, Ryan has an issue with the name, so we move on from that. I do have an issue with the name. We've already been over the issue with the name. We don't need to revisit it. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, Cassandra Kane is like looking through the apartment. Harley Quinn is a bit like uh, shy about the way the apartment looks. And Cassandra Kane's like, no, it looks great. Uh, because it's uh, well, yeah. She's like, she's like, this place is, and she's like, well, you know, it's just temporary mm. stuff. Awesome. Yes. And then Harley's like, oh, okay, well, this is fine. Uh, uh, they end up sitting on the couch. We also on. get a scene of like that. The back wall behind her couch is like labeled like a target, and Joker's face in the center of the target with all like these knives being that were thrown at one point. Right. Into the and she's wall. like, what's this? Oh, that's art. And she's like, well, who's this guy? She's like, you really don't know who that guy is. It's like clown prince of crime and she just goes into like all these other different monikers all his different monikers and she's like nope he looks he looks like a (laughs) douchebag he looks like a dick and she's like oh okay and then they end up sitting down on the couch and eating cereal and watching cartoons yes and you hear a voiceover of harley quinn kind of saying like it was kind of nice to have her there type stuff what is the next scene uh the next roman I'm not sure if it goes to a scene with Roman next or not. I think there's a scene with Doc and the Huntress. Maybe that's it. While they're in the where, apartment. Yeah, she comes in and... Um, Asks for, like, the number 32 special. Which Harley always gets with extra spice. Yes. Or extra extra peppers because then you don't have to taste his bad cooking. Right. And she says mild. Right. And th- this is where we get a backstory of Huntress. Um uh, Right, of who she actually is. Yeah, yeah uh, everybody's been calling her the crossbow killer, but who she is is uh, Helena uh, Bartonelli. Uh, she's the daughter of the Bartonelli fortune. She was there whenever her parents got killed, blah, blah, blah. When one um, soft, uh, softy uh, right-hand man to, uh, was it, Galante, uh, yeah, the protected the little girl, sent her over to Sicily to train to be an assassin. We just see, like, well, cutscenes. Well, she was... He took her to be raised by his family, who happened to be assassins. 
uh, yeah, in Sicily, uh, and they all train her to be like this badass assassin. We just see series of cutscenes of her training with like a crossbow, her uh, like in this like fighting dark this guy room, fighting this guy, and it's just a series of cutscenes. And then we see her as a little girl, like drawing like this rudimentary picture of all the people that ended up killing her family. And we just see basic outlines of different people, and we see the main Galanti, the head of the Galanti family. And we see her put an X over his face, and then we cut to um, the guy that she killed in the restaurant. No, no, it's the guy that she killed in the restaurant. And then you see an X put through his face, and then Happy, she, and she shot Happy, and she but puts she, an X through his but face. I thought that guy was uh, the guy at the end of the picture that she drew. The guy in the center, the one in the chair, is the main guy, the head yeah, of the Galante. I thought she killed him in the bed. She does. Okay, so yeah, she kills that guy. And then it's the guy in the restaurant, and then we see Happy being killed, and the axe right, also and being put over his face. She's getting ready to say her name to Doc, and that's why we get the backstory. Yes. Of, and every time she kills somebody, she asks, do you know who I am? And they all say the crossbow killer. And so the crossbow killer said like 14 times in this scene. And yeah, and we also keep- see one scene of her basically being like, no, I'm not the crossbow killer. And then it cuts to, I am uh, well, no, her in the scene. That's not till the end. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we cut to uh, her saying her name, Huntress. To Doc. To Doc. So Doc's the only person who knows that. Because she speaks to him in Chinese or whatever. Taiwanese. Taiwanese. Yes. And uh, he's like, I know everyone in town, but I don't know who you are. And then you get the back scene, and then she's like, I am Huntress. Yes. And then we cut to uh, Harley and uh, Cassandra painting each other's nails, just doing girls' night type thing. Right. Um, and then we... Uh, was it like someone's yelling outside? Yep, and then you talk Harley. This is where you get the no dick. Yeah, joke. It, it, the guy has like a <laughs> cartoonishly round bomb, like rudimentary. Exactly bomb. what you would expect. It's painted like red and white stripes. Yeah, exactly what you would expect, like um, a Joker. Yeah, uh, bomb to look like. Yeah, like a Joker henchman to use yeah, yeah. as a weapon he, he's got it like in this like big slingshot thing in the back of his truck and he's yelling at harley and yeah we just see text come up of who he is and like the uh, uh emoji for dick with like a uh, cross out sensor over it and then uh he throws the bomb into her apartment the they go uh running underneath the table it goes in the back of her apartment the hyena goes after the ball shaped thing um and i think that the reason the only reason it's shaped like a ball is to get rid of the hyena for the rest of the movie Right. So they don't have to continue paying money to have it CGI'd into the movie. The hyena goes after it. The bomb goes off. We don't see the body of the hyena anywhere. Harley's looking for the hyena, doesn't know where it is. Uh, then thinks about Doc, and she's like, oh no, we got Doc, maybe he knows where Bruce is. And well, then, is, yeah, is looking around and sees him loading stuff into the back of a van. Yes, and this is where he tells her, like, look, uh, it's just business. They were offering me a lot of money to give you your location and. And now I have a bunch of money and I can make uh, my own restaurant, an even better restaurant. And it's like, it's nothing personal, Lotus Flower. And he basically fucks off and he kind of screwed uh, Harley over. And this is where we get Harley uh, going, yeah, you know what? It's just business. Calls Roman and yes. says, hey, I've got the girl, but I need to renegotiate our terms or whatever. Meet me at the booby trap the on trap. Amusement Mile. And this is the this is iconic fucking like Joker lore where his main hangout was Amusement Mile, right? Uh, and it's just this old fairgrounds uh, amusement park amusement park type thing. 
Um, we then see them enter into it. Uh, we then see, uh, what is it? Uh, Dinah, Zaz, and Roman in uh, his apartment. Uh, what is it? Zaz. Telling, telling her, or telling them where she is and asking if Dinah would ever uh, betray him. And she's like, no, of mm. course not. Yeah, yeah, because we get that fucked up scene of Roman losing his shit and he thinking that a group of people over on another table thinking that they're laughing at him, he goes over to them and he's like, what are you laughing about? He's like, oh, you got to hear this joke that he just told me. He's like, mm, don't worry about the joke. How about you get on the table? Tell, yeah, tells the girl to get on the table. It's a fucked up scene because he's basically... Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fucked up scene where he's basically telling this woman, get on this table. This is a shitty dress. Take off the dress. And he tells the man, he's like, no, you take it off get of up, her. Get up there and cut it. Yeah. Like, he hands him off. a knife at the table and he's like, you cut it off. And it, he's not cutting it off quick enough. So he's like, just tear it off. And you hear the man say, I'm sorry about this. And he's fucking bereaved or bereft with like, uh, just completely like, I don't, this man's telling me to do this. I can't do anything about it. And you just see this right. girl just breaking down and we cut to Dinah and she's watching this whole thing go down and uh, tears are running down her face because this is a fucked up scene to see. Even if it was like in real world, you see a man telling a woman to do what I tell you or right. I'm going to fucking kill you. And no one is doing anything about Nobody's it. Nobody's doing a thing about it. It's his club and he's right. in charge. And, and this woman's just losing her shit. She's crying real heavily. Like this is amazing actor or uh, actress or actor, however you want to fucking uh, label her. But it just this small little scene, this actor is fucking just owning it because she's losing her shit after a man is telling her to fucking rip off uh, her dress. Uh, and it's just a, just a fucked up scene. To be fair, if I met Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's like, I fucking hate your shirt. Take it off. Right. I'd probably be like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but then uh, Dinah tries to go away to get out of this whole fucking messed up situation. Roman grabs her. He's like, you would never betray me. Blah, was, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, no, I need you here with me. You calm me down. Like, you'd never betray me, would you? And she's like, no, absolutely not. And Zaz thinks that she would. Right. Uh, and then, uh, what is it? I think Dinah's in the bathroom again telling Renee Montoya... Or she sends a text she to sends Renee, a text. Renee Montoya because at this point, a small scene we also missed is that uh, they have fired or uh, put Renee Montoya on suspension because she took a phone and uh, basically forced the DA's office to uh, tap that phone to figure out where Victor Zaz and Roman Sionis were going to be and like uh, illegally tap the phone or some shit like that, which then forces well, the, uh, just took evidence and sent it directly to the DA's that's office. It. Uh, and then it forces which the was one hand. of the one of the uh, the Gotham whatevers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The was biker it, club. The biker person. That, yeah, it was evidence in that whole like stick up thing that Renee Montoya then en- ended up sending to the DA's office to get uh, information off the phone illegally. Apparently, uh, the captain suspends her. She goes off, starts to get drunk, gets a text from Diana saying that it's at the booby tra- booby trap amusement mile. They're gonna kill the girl. You need to get there quickly. Renee Montoya sobers up somewhat um, and heads out. So before doing that, sends a text, meet you there. Right. And as Dinah and, uh, and Zaz are driving, there. driving, he sees the meet you there text on her phone. Yes. 
And he's like, pull the fucking car over. Yes. Like, we also get Dinah looking behind her and seeing uh, someone on a motorcycle. And we know yeah, who it is. Following. It's the Huntress following them. Um, but he, he tells, tells her, her to pull over. We get a small little scene like, of Roman in front of like a mirror. Basically like, why? Why should I pull over? He's just like, I got to take a piss. And Okay, so she pulls over. He calls Roman. It's like, she betrayed you. Like, send everybody. Yes, and you just see him break and like, no, no, no. And Zaz asks him, do you want me to or take do, care yeah, of her? Yeah, do you want me to take care of her? And it's Roman's like, no, like, I'm coming myself. Yes. And we just see him just basically like slowly break and he goes up to his black mask, puts it on him. He gets all ready. And then we cut to Harley and Cassandra in the booby trap. And Cassandra is taped to a toilet seat with her pants down and everything, just waiting for her to pass this stone at this point, just taped to it. And Harley's like, I'm sorry, kid. This is all business, nothing personal, and puts duct tape over Cassandra's mouth. Um, and then uh, what is she it? She goes out to, like, sit in the... Yeah, in the main area outside the bathroom. And then as she does, she hears a knock on the door, and she's like, man, that's quick. And it's Renee it's- Montoya. Yeah. Because Renee Montoya kicks her in the gut. She goes tumbling back. Renee, Renee Montoya is stumbling into the room. She's still partially drunk yeah, and shit. Yeah, she's still drunk. Um, and Harley Quinn's like, are you drunk? And she's like, yeah. She doesn't say anything, I don't believe. She just puts up her hands and they begin to fight a bit. And we just see... Uh, uh, Harley throw her out the window. Yeah, well, what eventually happens is her being kicked out the window. Uh, out but the window. Renee Montoya starts swinging at her. This is where Harley catches on that Renee Montoya is drunk because she's swinging very fucking wide, not hitting anything, just whiffing past Harley. And then Harley says, are you drunk? And then she connects with Harley and then they start scrapping a bit. They grab onto each other. They start taking, uh, throwing each other into certain things. Uh, Harley pushes her away and then kicks her out the window. We think that's the end of Renee Montoya. Um, we then cut to Victor Zaz and Dinah entering into the main area as well. Well, Harley's like, damn, that was fucked. She was a, tough bitch or some something along those lines and as she finishes the one line after she kicks uh renee montoya uh dart goes right into her neck and she goes drops to the ground and victor zaz with a trank gun tosses it to the side and dinah's like was that really necessary and victor's ass is like well you don't know harley as well as i do it was very necessary uh we then see dinah go into the bathroom see cassandra kane taped to the toilet taped over her mouth just handcuffed to the uh or taped to the her hands taped to the side of the toilet as well. Um, and then we just cut to, this is where we get the, you know, the quintessential Victor's ass. Um, he's got Harley propped up on the, uh, shit up on the couch. That's in this one room. And he's just toying with her. It's like, you can't do anything about it. You, he's got her Harley's ha- uh, like, arm draped across him. Can you still feel pain? Uh, I know you're awake. I know you can, can't move, but I know you're still conscious and everything. And we just see the eyes move over to Victor and he's just moving her mouth, just mocking her and shit. Like, yes, I can feel everything, Mr. Zaz, or whatever the fuck. Um, and then we just see him uh, monologue about, you see all these scars? He lifts his shirt up. He's like, you see all these scars? These are all for little, little pretty birds that all I the, let free. All the, yeah, all the birds I let free. Um, and if you know anything about Victor Zaz, so Victor Zaz, and this is why I'm okay with the character fucking dying, is that Victor Zaz is a uh, serial rapist and murderer. So he'll rape a woman... And then kill her, and whenever he does do that, he puts a scar on his body in some fashion. Some incantations of the character uh, was just like the uh, notch marks, like the five notch yeah, marks. Yeah, most, most of them are set up like like you would count the, the, quickly. The, yeah, five the, notch marks. The four 
in a row a, and then with the diagonal cut through. Fifth. Some are just scars all over his body like we have in this one. And he's got like a blank space over his heart. And he's like, look, this area right here is for you, Harley. I'm going to put it there after I'm done with you. Um, and then we just see... Um, he walks into the bathroom. Yeah, he, he then walks into the bathroom to see what's taking Dinah so long. Uh, and she's still trying to take the tape off of Cassandra. And then he sees like a prune juice bottle off to the side. He's like, oh. I know what happened. Yes. You swallowed it, didn't you? And then he looks at Dinah's like. Cut it out of her. Cut her open. Uh, and he's urging her to do it. Uh, he hands her a knife. And Dinah's like, are you fucking insane? It's a kid. Why are we? There's no reason to do this to the kid. Uh, and then uh, as they're arguing back and forth, we then see a arrow bolt come out well, of nowhere. Well, no, you get, you get the, I know that you told the mm. cops, like, you, the only way that you can prove your loyalty is if you cut her open. Yes. So that's what it's about. It's not about necessarily needing to cut her open. It's to prove that you're loyal to right. us type thing. And right as he finishes all that, uh, uh, arrow bolt comes out of nowhere and right into his fucking neck and kills Victor's ass. And in comes the Huntress. Well, not exactly. She then like rushes him, and they there's like a little fight where she pushes the the bolt in a little bit closer, mm. and then he collapses by Harley Quinn, who yeah. now has just enough control over her arm. over her arm and to like. And she also had that dart still on her neck whenever Victor's yeah. ass was telling her all that stuff. So she takes that out of her neck, and then as he's down and she only has control of her arm, just starts pummeling this just trank stabbing dart. him with the trank just dart repeatedly, over and over just again. over and over because that's all she has control over just over and over and over and over Renee Montoya crawls back through the window that she was just kicked out of everybody freeze <laughs> yeah. and you get one final <laughs> stab. stab from Harley into Victor's back uh, and then we just see all of them starting to put the pieces together of what well, you how see, all of you them are a, playing into the story you see a standoff between them and Huntress is like uh Looks like you guys are doing something different. Like, I was just here to kill him. I killed the last guy on he's, my list. He's dead. I'm going to go. Yeah. And then uh, Diana or Dinah is like, oh, what are you talking about? Victor Zaz is not the last guy on your list. Like, Roman Sionis would have cleared that fucking hit. Yeah, bankrolled the whole thing. Uh, he's the one that is responsible for the Bartonelli family being, or Bartonelli family being murdered. And, um,. The Huntress basically puts two and two together. She's like, oh, yeah, she's right. And then Harley Quinn pops up in the middle of uh, this whole conversation. He's like, oh, I'm back. I've got everything back. I'm at 100%. And we just see her, like, just a, a little bit stumbly as she wakes. Clearly not up. at 100%. Right. Uh, we then see Victor Zion, or not Victor Zionis, Roman Zionis outside the amusement park, the booby trap. Uh, he's in the amusement park. Uh, but he's outside the booby trap, and he's yelling up to them on, like, a bullhorn, yelling to, like, all the men he has around him. He's like, I want the girl. Do what you want with the rest of them, but I want the little girl. I need her, blah, well, blah, blah. We see I, all of them. I don't, which one of them sees them and says, everybody should look out the window? I think it's Dinah. She, she drifts off to the side, sees out the window that Roman and a bunch of men are outside the um, booby trap. See, I thought it was... Uh, Maybe it was Cassandra, because I think Cassandra yeah, I is think, free at this point. I think it's Cassandra. No, because Cassandra sees Victor Zaz's gun, quickly grabs it, and tells all of them to go fuck themselves. And, uh, yeah, okay. And then she gets over we're to getting the a bit. Yeah, we're getting a bit over... Jumping over a few things. But as she does get free from the toilet and Harley's still down on the ground trying to uh, regain her faculties and everything, 
She grabs Victor's gun and points it at everybody, tells everybody to go fuck themselves, and if anybody moves, I'll shoot them. And then, uh, especially you, she points at, uh, at Harley, um, and Harley's like, I'm sorry, kid, it was nothing personal. And then as she's still pointing it at Harley, Dinah comes up behind Cassandra, quickly takes the gun away. Then we have that same Mexican standoff with all of them pointing guns at each other. And then, yeah, Cassandra does drift over to the window, tells everybody, like, look, we got an issue. There's a bunch of people out here. And we see Roman telling all these men, like, I want the little girl. You kill everybody else. Just save me the girl. In a, and the, the way that he starts it is very much a... Friends, Romans, countrymen. Yes. Lend me your ears type, type thing. thing. Yep. And he's in full, like, uh, uh, black, black mask, mask garb. He's in the uh, three-piece suit with the mask on and everything. Um, and then we see the girls just basically be like, look, we got to team up. There's no other way around it. Well, Harley is like, you know, he yeah. wants to kill you for this. He wants to kill you for this. You're dumb enough to be building a case against him. Like, yes. He you, wants, you swallowed his diamond. He wants to kill all of us, so we need to work together. Yes. And they're all like, well, we're fucked. We've got nothing here to protect ourselves, to fend off these guys. And Harley's like, oh, yeah, and opens up a cam- cabinet. And she's like, what about this? And everybody's like, what about what? <laughs> like, you no. Know, and she turns around, and like, there's outlines of a bunch of guns. <laughs> and I wrote this one down because for some reason I found it fucking hysterical. Because she, she looks at it, and the, uh, all these outlines of all where all the guns are, and she's like, that slimy jizz nozzle. She's calling the Joker that slimy jizz nozzle, because he took everything and fucking left the place. Um, and she uh, as she's looking at everything, Dinah opens up a chest in the room, and is like, what about all this? And they all look down into the chest, and Harley's like, yeah, that'll fucking do. And as everybody outside the booby trap is arming themselves, we see them inside inside also, also arming, arming themselves. themselves and we see harley now in a new outfit like a gold like jumpsuit like overall like uh, gold overalls gold overalls of some sort not completely zipped up all the way uh we see renee montoya grab like daddy's little monster shirt and she's like no no, no that has sentimental value takes it from renee montoya's hands puts it back into the chest picks up a like bustier like harley quinn with the diamonds and the hearts on it red and black and everything she's uh-huh. like put on this this is more your style and we also see and uh, there's a, there's a Lance. scene about like she's like really and she's like yeah you know you got to take care of your girls yes mm-hmm. uh Dinah Lance grabs the baseball bat that we saw I think in the Suicide Squad movie where it has like uh bad guy written on the side of it or some shit like that uh Cassandra Kane grabs a couple grenades in her in the chest puts it in her pocket and then Huntress has her crossbows yeah and Harley Quinn grabs a an oversized like uh, mallet ba- uh strong man bell yeah it w- you would see it mallet. like yeah like the the ring the bell Test to win your a prize strength yeah. type thing uh see how that, hard you can that hit this style thing. of mallet yes uh and they're all like all right we're ready for this and uh the people start coming in from the ceiling well somebody calls uh huntress the crossbow ki- i think don dina calls her the crossbow killer oh whenever whenever th- uh, she first comes into the frame, or whenever uh, Montoya first comes back in. Yeah, yeah. And the, there's that whole standoff thing, and she's like, "I'm the and Dinah says the crossbow killer." Yeah, we know. And she's like, "I'm not the crossbow killer. Not the crossbow killer. I'm the huntress." 
Um, and then, but Dinah also says something else to her because she quickly grabs like uh, a smoke grenade. She's like, I'm going to use this on you or something. And then Harley pops up into the frame. She's like, you know, revenge is nowhere near as cathartic as you think it would be. And then uh, quickly it's like cuts to the rest of the group. She's like, are we ready for this? And then uh, uh, right as she says that... Uh, they we, start shooting They from start above. shooting from above and all these ropes go down. And a few guys go in and they're like, oh, no, through here. And Harley opens up a hatch in the floor and they go down like an inner tube. We see Harley like giggle and smile as they go down and everything. And, and then, it's not an inner tube, it's a slide. Well, slide, whatever. Uh, I don't know why I said inner tube, but down a slide. And uh, as Huntress is the last one, tosses uh, that smoke grenade behind her. All the smoke uh, uh, fills up in the room that they were in. One of the guys that propelled down into the thing goes headfirst into the tube, starts uh, careening uh, uh, towards the group of girls. Huntress hears him, jumps, like Spider-Man jumps uh, up to the ceiling of the tube. Holds herself there. Until the guy is like just under her, she jumps on him, just just starts stabbing the shit out of this guy as they start going down the rest of the tube. <laughs> and as they end to the get to the end of the tube, the guy's dead. <laughs> She's still stabbing. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we just get a sequence of, and this is where we were arguing earlier, where uh, men are being kicked apparently twenty feet, Ryan. Um, and it's just once again that's hyperbole. They're being kicked yeah, off. Yeah, I'm screen. the one being hyperbolic. You you are constantly. <laughs> They're being kicked off screen mm-hmm. from like middle of frame. Okay. Which is further than would happen. Anyway, we're not gonna. Yeah, so we, we don't we, need we, to rehash that here. fight. <laughs> we already fucking had it. Uh, but yeah, it's just a series of sequences of everybody. And though we mentioned it earlier, the one thing I really loved about Huntress is that Cassandra Kane is trying to keep away from everybody. A few guys will grab onto her, then uh, like Dinah or uh, Huntress will come by, and knock them off of uh, Cassandra Kane. And they're they're working very well as a team together. Like yes. they're all they're all passing her between them. And yes. stuff protecting the little girl, protecting from the little girl, girl from all these people. And um, but yeah, Huntress hands her, and we also saw in that backstory of Huntress of her little brother handing them holding hands, and in their hands was the, her little brother's car, toy car that she like little like matchbox car that he used to play with all the time. So in this little scene between Huntress and Cassandra, she hands Cassandra the car and she's like, you just hold on to this, concentrate on this. This is mine. I want you to give it back to me whenever it's done. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. You just concentrate on this. Um, tells her to tuck herself away over there's, here. There's also a scene, like as they're all getting ready, um, Cassandra picks up a grenade. Yeah, I mentioned that. Did you? Mm. Before, because uh, I mentioned that we well, don't no. see what she does but, with them throughout the entire but fight. But Harley scene. takes it. Does she? Yeah. I thought she takes... No, Cassandra picks it up. The little girl picks up a yeah, grenade. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think... And Harley's Harley... like, no, no, that's got my ring on it or something. And oh, she takes it that's from right. her yeah. and stashes it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it's just a series of, like, girls kicking ass and taking names type scene. And we see the big rotating disc... Uh, men are being thrown into like the big like slappy hand rubber hands they're being tossed into it and there's even like i mentioned earlier there's like this one scene where harley just basically straight up kicks a guy in the chest he goes back hits one of the trampoline areas pops back up and as he's coming back up harley rears back with her mallet and just hits the guy right in the fucking chest again he goes careening off to the side um and it's just a series of like uh, shots of that there's also probably one of my favorite lines in the whole movie um 
is after she's fighting on the trampoline, she like glides past Dinah and Cassandra standing yeah, there. Yeah, she's, she's like, on, on she's like this blades. way. And she's wearing roller skates. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Dinah's like, when did she have time for a shoe change? <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a, a series of events of them playing keep away with Cassandra. A few guys will grab onto her. The, a few girls will kick the guys off of him and they end up going to the main entrance and it's starting to get, uh, heavy. And a few of the guys with guns enter into the main entrance area, grab Cassandra. They're all trying to keep them off of her, but they fail at it. Cassandra gets pulled away by the group of guys and uh, all these guys with guns just start unloading. Montoya gets shot. Yeah, because it looks like the fight has been won. And uh, right before all the firing starts happening, Matoya gets shot by Roman. And it looks like Matoya is down. They take Matoya off to the side inside the main entrance and open up her shirt. And it's the uh, Harley Quinn bustier, like red and black diamonds and hearts thing on her. And she's like, look at that. It's stylish and bulletproof. And obviously we get the indication. Aren't you, aren't you happy you put it on? Yes. And we get the indication that Montoya is perfectly fine. She's not actually shot. She had a bulletproof vest on. We then get um, uh, Cassandra being them, pulled away from the group. Right. And them talking about how hopeless it is because they all, all have, have one bullet left. One bullet. Yeah. They've all emptied out the Huntress, guns that they do. Huntress shoots her last crossbow bolt um yeah and she's then like, name on toya looks at Dinah and she's like look it's up to you and uh no one else knows what the hell she's talking about and she's like you know what you have to do yes and uh she looks at harley she's like once i do this i need you to run out and go grab the girl and get her to safety and you then, better get her back you better get her back that's what she says uh and then we just see dinah just run up to the main entrance and then just yell and we just so see she's the, like cover your ears she yes. tells everybody to cover their ears and we just see her yelling. It's the iconic canary scream that we've seen in like video games, comic books. It's just a brilliant scene with uh, Journey. Uh, What's her name? Journey Smollett is the actress that plays Dinah mm. Lance. And it's just a really fun scene. It's the first like meta uh, uh, ability that we've seen in the movie, and it's really fun. And we see all these guys getting knocked back and like being rendered unconscious. We see all this glass like breaking and shit. Roman tosses Cassandra into the car. He gets in the car. It goes careening off. We then see Harley Quinn come up behind Dinah on her rollerblades, plugs her ears, and then gets basically pushed forward by the uh, canary scream on the rollerblades to where uh, uh, Cassandra... Not rollerblades, roller skates. Roller skates, whatever. They're different. Whatever. It's the same concept. They're all, it's giant... or Not giant. It's small wheels on a shoe as you fucking just glide across the ground. Yes, but roller skates have four that are spread out. Where roller blades yes, are, are all in line. in line. Yes, I get it. But it's the same fucking concept. Um, but uh, Harley goes rolling by. Diana gets pushed, basically boosted forward towards uh, Roman's car as it leaves the area. But not far enough as a car comes out of nowhere and whips her into a fucking van. <laughs> right. Uh, and then uh, Huntress comes up behind her and uh, takes out the van and is like, hey, you need any help? And tosses a rope to Harley. Need a lift. Need a lift. That's it. Tosses a rope to Harley, and the ro- the other end of the rope is on the motorcycle that Huntress is on, and they just fucking book it towards the fucking vehicle. Harley tells Huntress to whip her. Uh, wh- uh, Huntress whips her, but at the same time also wrecks the fucking uh, motorcycle. Huntress gets, uh, rolls so off to the side. just Harley. 
Harley's just booking it on the wheels because of the, uh, the whip movement that uh, Huntress did. And, and is able to catch the back of the The car. second car, because there's two cars. This Roman's lead car, and then there's a car of goons with, like, an open top, because Harley uh, hooks up to that car and then just jumps up into the car and just starts taking out motherfuckers left and right. Oh, that's right. Uh, she deals with that car. It goes careening off to the side. She takes the momentum from that car and launches her forward as that car uh, careens into, like, a parked car. It goes... Uh, into the parked car and just basically explodes, and all those guys are definitely dead at this point, if not right. maimed. She uh, latches onto the Roman's car. She's trying to figure out a way to fucking get to Cassandra. Well, she starts safely. screaming for the kid. Yes, she she yells, "Cassandra!" Cassandra looks behind her. So does Roman. Roman tells the one henchman that isn't driving in the front seat to take out Harley. He starts trying to figure out a way to fire at Harley. She ducks behind. She's holding on to the car as she's trying to fucking figure out a way to get Cassandra and not get shot at the same time. And it's just a series of she events. She works her way up. Uh, she, she works her way up to the side, and then it's not working. So she wakes, works her way up to the front, and it's not working because the guy is just able to fucking fire at her all left, right, and center. Uh, she then figures out a, a way to jump up, and she uses the momentum of the car to launch her... Uh, forward and back onto the hood of the car as she is arcing not in the onto the hood, onto the top, onto the top. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like she she jumps high enough or is able to get enough clearance. Yeah, from the hood the of the car up over the windshield and land onto on the top. top as the guy's reloading. Yes, and then she ends up taking him out and then uh, like does like she grabs. She takes out the guy firing the gun, and then she does, like, this flip thing into the driver's seat of the car with the rollerblades, uh, knocks well, that guy Roman, out. Roman starts shooting at her, and Cassandra helps, like... Divert the divert firing. Divert the fire. Uh, as that happens, the car then starts to careen off to the side into, like, this pier area, and uh, it... Founder's Pier. Yeah, Founder's Pier. And at, just before it uh, crashes, we see Harley open the car door, try to grab for Cassandra... It doesn't work. She sees that the car is about to run into something. Uh, Roman jumps into the front seat, turns the wheel of the car. It uh, smashes into the side, takes out the... And it throws Harley out of the way. Yes. Harley uh, gets thrown out of the way. And uh, uh, both bad guys that were just, you know, like knocked out by Harley are now just uh, dead at this point because the front end of the car is just completely smashed in. Roman and Cassandra... Uh, or Cassandra's being dragged out of the car by Roman that he takes her off into the, like this like big foggy area with like all On, these like onto the pier onto the pier uh, with all like this like statues and shit and Harley she follows them she takes off the roller skates yes, that are now completely busted destroyed and she follows them and then ends up uh, not knowing where Roman is because she hears his voice it's in, heavy, it's in the heavily Heavy heavily fog. fogged areas. Um, she's not. She's not sure where he is. She sees all these statues. Um, she thinks it's. <laughs> she sees what? All these statues. <laughs> okay, just the way you said it was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you said it like you would say cashews. Like, oh, cashews. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, she thinks she sees him uh, at one area. She fires, and it's actually a statue well, right behind there's, him. There's like a monologue that. I can't remember what it is exactly, but well, basically like he's saying, you know, it it's, it's just kismet that it happens here because we both have a flair for the dramatic and stuff. And then she's like, you know, all these people are, are basically, we're only afraid to do anything to me 
because I was Joker's girl and stuff because they were all afraid of him, but who they really should have been afraid of is me because I'm Harley fucking Quinn. Oh, that's right. And then she pulls the trigger and shoots the statue that's right in front of him. Yes. And they, like, duck down, and then she keeps trying to fire. It's empty, and he starts laughing and is like... I don't remember what he says. And she starts apologizing to Cassandra. She's like, you know, kid, I'm sorry. Like, I I tried to, to do better. Yeah, that was like, wrong. If if it means anything to you, like, spending time with you made me want to be less terrible. Yes. And the whole time Roman is trying to, to talk over them, and then Cassandra's like, I'm sorry, too. And he's like, really? Come on! <laughs> and, and she's like, uh, I... I took something from you. I, I picked your pocket and I took something from you. And Harley's like, and about to say, it's all right. Well, no, she's like, you little shit. No, that's right. And she's like, I took your ring. And Harley's like, my ring? And then you hear the click of the, the, the handle flopping off the grenade and she holds it up and it's the pin of the grenade mm-hmm. calling back to her calling it. Uh, her ring. Her ring. Uh, and, and Roman quickly deduces like, oh shit, oh, shit it's, it's on, on me. me. Uh, and as he's fucking figuring out how to do it, Cassandra runs off. Uh, Harley then does like a Rey Mysterio, like like runs at him and <laughs> Hurricanrana type thing, and just uses the momentum of that to toss him over the pier. And at, right before he hits the water, he explodes. he explodes, and it's fucking nasty looking. Like chunks of him are flying it's, all over the it's place. It's pretty fucking gruesome. <laughs> um, it's fucking amazing. Uh, and then. Uh, Harley says something else, and then it's just the four of them in, like, this taco area. Well, the other ladies end up catching up to them, and, like, the girl is saved and okay, and she's like, so, tacos? Yes. And so it's the five of them, because Cassandra's there with them. Yes. Uh, And all of them are just, you know, enjoying each other's company and and trying to convince... You uh, see Harley uh, come back with... uh, A burrito. With margaritas. I thought it was a burrito as well for Cassandra. Well, yeah. But margaritas for everybody, much as a callback to the scene when she was out with the roller derby girls. Yeah, yeah, and they were all talking shit. And they were all talking shit, but she comes back and they're all like, oh, you know, we kicked their asses and stuff. Like, we made a pretty good team. And then, like, each of them are uh, complimenting the others for, like, the things that they were doing and stuff. And uh, Harley gives... The girl, I fucking blanked on her name. Cassandra. Cassandra. Uh, Cassandra, a margarita, is like, you drink, don't you? And uh, they're like, no. And then gives her the burrito. It's like, if this doesn't make you shit, I don't know what will. And she immediately excuses herself. And they're like, yay. And then Harley, or they, she asks Harley to bring the uh, coliander or something. Yeah, yeah. A a strainer of some sort. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, have fun with that. And then the other three are sitting there talking, and they're like, you know, we should, we should make a team and all this stuff. And then you hear, "Son of a bitch, she stole my car." Yeah, yeah, because they hear the car being. Uh, they hear the car start and yeah, drive away. Yes, and it's uh, Dinah's car that we saw earlier—the yellow, uh, canary yellow car that we saw earlier with the open top and everything. Uh, and Harley and Cassandra are running off with the diamond and everything. Uh, and then it just goes into a series of which they ended in the. In the like voiceover, they ended up going back and giving it to to Canary, yeah, no, or to Huntress because yeah, it is Huntress. her, it is her money, um, which then they used to fund 
the, the, their the new superhero expedition. team that they call the Birds of Prey. Yes, and we see like a small scene of them in a warehouse just kicking the shit off some, some a group of men of some sort. Right. We're not sure who they are, but they're all dressed up in their own guard for Birds of Prey. Uh, then we see Harley saying that, well, I pawned, I gave them the actual account numbers. I pawned the diamond, got a nice chunk of change. We see Cassandra. We start, we're going to start a business on the, the East end. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, also Bruce, I found Bruce. He was uh, wandering in Chinatown and he survived and blah, blah, blah. And we see the hyena in the back of the car, in the back of a car, Ryan. I know. Uh, enjoying his fucking, uh, he's eating something. I thought. I'm and, not sure. Uh, I know. Cassandra's in the front seat, in the front passenger seat. I didn't seat. pay a ton of attention because uh, Cassandra walks out and gets in the car in the front seat. Mm. Uh, or she she walks out and hands Cassandra a wad of money. Mm. And then Cassandra gets out and then comes back and she's got the egg Two sandwiches. egg sandwiches, yeah. One for her, one for Harley. They both inhale it. Um, then Harley, like, like she did at the beginning. Right. Uh, Harley looks at the camera, winks, and uh, that's the movie. Yeah, uh, that's the end of the movie. We just get a series of like, uh, like a uh, or like she, half the credits she are admits, like stylized. She shit. admits that like she uh, took the kid on as an apprentice, mm, yeah. and stuff to as teach her, her ward. I think is what she calls her. Oh, maybe I uh, don't. It's a callback to right uh, to sixty six Batman and all yeah. that. Um, uh, and then, yeah, that's his the boy word, Robin. Yes. Uh, we, we do get kind of a post credit scene. I didn't find this out until later on after watching the movie. Um, uh, but there's like a little audio clip near like the end of the credits where it's just like Harley Quinn and like an audio tape saying, Oh, I've got a secret to reveal about Batman. I know his name or some shit like that. And, uh, right before she says it, it cuts out and then that's it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy this movie. Uh, outside of the uh, the uh, small like little things like Huntress, I wasn't a hundred percent on board with Huntress, um, but there were like certain things with like Renee Montoya's character where I wasn't the hugest fan. I understand why they did it a lot, but it was just like after a while, I was just like, all right, let's just move right. forward. There's no point in doing this this many times. I get it a few times, but they do it repeatedly with the whole Mo- Ray- Renee Montoya in the precinct and everything. I'm just like, oh, let's just move on. Right. Um, but I really enjoy this movie. I know my wife really enjoys this movie. Um, she's a huge Harley Quinn fan. Hell, you fucking see a few of the figures over here of Harley Quinn in the comic book realm with the fucking hyena. Um, which one? Because that's not fucking Bruce. <laughs> but it's only one. <laughs> I know. But which one is it, Greg? <laughs> does it say on there? I have no idea if it does say on there or not. I think it's just a hyena. No, it doesn't say. It just says Harley Quinn on the bottom. Yeah. But no matter which one it is. But it's only one, Ryan. It's only one. Well, right. So it must be Bruce, Ryan. No, that just proves my fucking point. It's okay to only put one. But the name doesn't matter. Because if the name mattered, they would put it on there somewhere, Ryan. Obviously, the name doesn't matter. It's... (laughs) The name doesn't matter, Ryan. (laughs) But we have a Funko Pop of Harley Quinn, another statue of the uh, Suicide Squad version of Harley Quinn. So Harley Quinn is a character that Sarah and I both really like. I really enjoyed this movie. I I wish it would have been just a Harley Quinn movie and not like a Birds of Prey, but I get the idea of no one was going to produce a Birds of Prey movie because no one in the Warner Brothers, I guess, hierarchy thought that Birds of Prey was going to be a worthwhile adventure or adventure right. to throw right. money at. 
So I get the idea of using the Harley Quinn fame to dovetail into a Birds of Prey movie. So I really enjoyed that. I hope we get more of this because I think we've got a nice foundation here to build on. Right. They could just get their heads out of their ass and they can just, I don't know what they're doing. We've got Rob Pattinson's Batman coming out. I don't know if that's going to be playing into this or the Harley Quinn. I doubt it. It looks like they're going for a more like realistic take on it, almost Gritty. like a Nolan yeah. version of it, only with, uh, what's his name? Matthew something. I can't remember the actual director of the new Batman movie. I don't remember either. Um, but his ta- he did the uh, Planet of the Apes movies, and I really enjoy those remakes of mm, the Planet yeah, of the Apes movies. Yeah. Um, so I I hope that they those build upon... Ones. Yeah, I'm, they really I'm are I'm looking good forward ones. to whenever we do the... I the, With those ones, I'm debating on whether we do the originals, then the Tim Burton one, and then... The remake. The new ones. Yes, because we will have to talk about all of them, and it is a good chunk of movies, a good chunk it's, of content yeah, to talk about. it's going to be a lot of movies. Because um, how many are there, there are in like the originals? I think there are like eight in the original. Then we have the Tim Burton one, and then there are the three. The, oh, that one's going to be fun. No, oh, I hate that one. Cannot stand that one. Uh, I wonder if you're going to fucking fault me for being nitpicky there. It depends on the nitpick. If it's about a name, then yeah, I'm going to fault you for a goddamn name, No, Ryan. it's not about the names there. Uh, anyway, um, other than the little nitpicky things that you've pointed out, did you enjoy the movie? Over, I mean, overall, yes, I enjoyed the when movie. When we first talked about talking about Birds of Prey, you were not a fan of rewatching this movie. Like I'm, with Aquaman, was this a much better experience? It, it was a better experience. Um, it's still just kind of like a... If I wanted to sit down and watch a DC movie, it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. Um, Which is what I figured. It It's all right. It's I don't know. It's nothing special to me. Like it's not something that stands out other than uh I enjoy most of the actresses portraying mm-hmm. or I I enjoy all of the actresses portraying the main Story characters. aside, the acting in this movie like, is really stellar. Um, and it just it just wouldn't be my first go to mm. for for a DC movie. But it's not it's not bad. Mm. Like it's not not Justice League bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. There's not much else I could say about the movie other than uh, I really enjoyed it. Except for the uh, Rotten Tomato scores and how much money oh, it made. Shit. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. So the Rotten Tomato score, and this is this rarely ever happens. So the both the critic score and the audience score is the same one. It's 78% on the Rotten Tomato score and the audience score. So it's really, it's an even match of people really enjoy this movie. Um, so it's got a, obviously, I think it's 60% is the cutoff, 78, well above that. So yep. a lot of people will enjoy this movie. I hope we get more of this movie. Certified fresh. Uh, the budget on this movie was $84.5 The opening weekend made $33.1 million. Domestically made 85 altogether. Internationally made $117.7 million. In all... Uh, it made $202 million. So and th- this was right before the pandemic happened. I almost bet this probably would have made a decent amount of money, maybe upwards of $500 million. Um, I doubt it would have made a billion dollars, but right, it, this was like in the third or fourth week right when the pandemic happened, and then all theaters shut down. Everything just went into fucking lockdown all across the world. Like I think it was out a few weeks before uh, yeah, it came the U.S. Out, it came out uh, mid-February. Yeah. Uh, and I think it came out a few weeks uh, internationally uh, before the U.S. So obviously that's why the, it's higher in the uh, international uh, domestic or international box office. But 
you know, this movie did really well. I hope we get more of this movie. And the idea of an R-rated uh, Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie, that's what they were always shooting for. It wasn't like something like in the middle of shooting this movie. Became like, R-rated. rated R. From the get-go, they were like R-rated all the way. This is the only way to do like a Birds of Prey Harley Quinn type movie. So, And I really enjoyed it with the world the way that it is. And theaters are not doing the greatest in the world uh, right now. Everything's in like this nebulous state. So anyway, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe, do all the normal stuff. Tell us what you think. Tell us that you hate the name Bruce for the hyena as much as I do. (laughs) You can't rename a established character. Main character you cannot rename. But a side character, perfectly fucking fine. It's not a fucking big deal because it's not about the fucking hyenas. It's not. It's, it's a dopey thing that happens three times throughout the movie. When we're first introduced to the hyena, when it fucking gets introduced to Cassandra and then dies, and then when he's introduced again at the end of the movie. Three points in the movie. You think that's the entire movie, Ryan? No. No. <laughs> it just, like, fucking <laughs> J. Joman, J., J. Jonah Jameson would not be <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson if he was called Steve. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> But the name isn't what makes him important. It's his attitude and how he reacts to Spider-Man. What I'm saying is, like, I don't think Steve would fit. I don't like other things being changed. (laughs) That's what is happening. Regardless. (laughs) Comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you think. Uh, You know, uh, suggest movies for us. We've got a voice comment thing on our... I should also mention next week we're going to be watching uh, Constantine. It's not part of the DCEU, but we're going to be, after that, we're then going to jump into a new franchise. Uh, I believe we, uh, I can't remember. Do we agree on Indiana Jones? Yeah, we agreed on Indiana Jones. That's what I thought. Um, I forgot to mention that before we recorded because I couldn't remember if we did. Yeah, starting next week we'll be getting out of the DCEU and into something new. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nordinian. You can also find me uh, at Twitter and Instagram at that wanker. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, and you'll never make it through the night.